JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh, the dickens. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, my friends, let's get started on this Bud Light Blue Friday. Our location, Kilroy's, the legendary Kilroy's. We are downtown today. There is a lot going on. Circle City Classic weekend. We got that happening, too. Of course, the Colts on the road in Baltimore. We get the latest because Anthony Richardson, Ryan Kelly, not participating on Sunday due to concussion protocol. So enter in once again Minshew Mania. And... When you look on the other side, in terms of the Baltimore Ravens, they're missing absolutely every. We'll go over that, too. Two of their best offensive linemen, they are missing a ton as well. So you've got missing pieces, significant missing pieces on both sides. And I guess I'm asking you because I'm curious how many of you, and you probably have seen our selections, right? The fan selections. I think I'm the only one that's lost so far because I was a jackass last week. But you've seen our fan selections, and everybody has got the the Ravens lean right now. But I am curious about this. Do you rework what you're thinking about at all whatsoever with this game? Because you also need to factor in, and evidently within the last 30 or so minutes – um, tropical storm Ophelia is what we're talking about. And from what you see, and, and who knows, listen, I'm not a staff meteorologist, but from what you know, it is supposed to be hitting the District of Columbia, Baltimore Beltway region during both the Commanders and the Ravens games. And that's according to the National Hurricane Center's 2 o'clock model 
looking at the track of the storm. So you get all these guys down, and I mean some significant pieces, and especially for the Ravens, too. Especially for the Ravens. Like, the, the Ravens are 2-0. and The Ravens should be and are so far one of the best teams of the AFC. So they're looking at this as just maintaining the Colts should be looking at this as an opportunity. I mean, it may be an absolute disaster and go seemingly the same way a lot of us believe that it's going to go. I think I ended up picking the Ravens by 10. I don't know, 28, 18. I don't know where I came up with that. 27. I think it's 27, 17 is what I came up with. But it may be closer than that. And again, we'll follow this weather path because that is also significant going into Sunday as well. Again, around 2 o'clock is when they call for that. So if you're Matt Taylor and you're Rick Venturi and Lara and, of course, Skyler and Ken going, you guys better bring your slickers. Better bring your rain gear out there. Tropical Storm Ophelia. And it's official now. Around 2 o'clock is what the National Hurricane Center says. I have not seen, as far as the track is concerned, uh, just what types of wind speeds and such we're talking about here. We'll follow that story. You know, it's funny. On Colts pregame huddle every Sunday, we have on Chris Wright, who's a staff meteorologist for CBS4, long time around here, just a tremendous weather dude and an even better guy. And normally... You play in places that are climate controlled, especially if you're here. If you're out of market like you were in Houston last week, it was too damn hot, so they had the roof and everything closed there. So normally there's not much to talk about. Uh, Coming up on Sunday, I'm assuming that Chris is probably going to go ahead and stamp out a little bit more time in explaining exactly what is going on with the weather that is incoming inbound to the Beltway um, in, in and around Maryland and the District of Columbia. Because that is some heavy-duty stuff right there. Let's double back for a moment, too. So no Anthony Richardson coming up on Sunday. Uh, no Ryan Kelly on Sunday. Look like Kenny Moore did practice a little bit earlier today, too. So that was a good thing. And you guys are all asking me this. So what do you expect out of Gardner Minshew? I expect out of Gardner Minshew what you normally get out of Gardner Minshew. I, it, it's funny. Like, if you were to ask him, hey, you got all these dynamics working in this start, I believe the 25th of his career, you know, how do you feel about it? You know, which one you know, are you most concerned about? And this dude just likes playing. Now, granted, I don't know how you would weigh both the start of the game or when he came into the second quarter to relieve Anthony Richardson when Richardson went out with the concussion symptoms that he self-reported. The second quarter, he was outstanding. He came in and basically just took off from the ground running. Scored a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, now the second half, offensively, it was not the same. But this is exactly why, if you're the Colts, you went out and did exactly what you did, just in case. And I've always mentioned the only times you were going to see it, and this was never going to be a slap. Not a slap whatsoever at, at uh, Gardner Minshew, but you never thank you very much. You never really wanted to see him now, did you? You don't want to see him. You still all want to see Anthony Richardson. So you're going to err on the side of caution, still going through concussion protocol. And again, he could end up passing it tomorrow, or maybe pass it on Sunday. 
I know that everybody out there that covers this team suggests that by week four in the Rams, you should feel really good about that. I mean, really, none of us really know deep down inside what's going on. They're just educated guesses and some more educated than others. But he could end up clearing concussion protocol. This also comes down to another thing, and it comes down to the fact that the dude hadn't practiced all week. I mean, you miss that, that much of practice. You don't get that preparation after leaving the game in the second quarter last week. That is a big deal right there. So when you look at the Colts, you get Gardner Minshew under center, and the center in which he will be under will be the first-time starter at center, Wesley French, coming up on Sunday. There is a ton going on and a ton that we'll talk about over the course of the afternoon here live at Kilroy's 2. Jay Feely's going to join us. He's got the game on CBS. He may want to go ahead and gather the rain gear as well. He joins us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, and we'll talk about this matchup, talk about the Ravens a little bit more in-depth. I felt really good regarding the info we got to you about the Ravens because there is still a, of a somewhat unknown going on there. I mean, obviously, Lamar Jackson, you know, and you've heard of some of these names, but Todd Munkin is a guy that comes in from Georgia as the offensive coordinator. And if you remember that huge soap opera between Lamar Jackson that went on seemingly forever regarding the Ravens, you know, one of the things that they ended up doing in all this is giving him more considerable weapons. And I know when you see the names Odell Beckham Jr., most of you are going to suggest, well, you know, he's a little overhyped. What has he done? Nelson Aguilar is in that system right now, and he's given them a level of production. So you got two veteran wide receivers added to that particular cast. And then what else they did? They went out and drafted Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, a dynamic wide receiver out of Boston College. And that has also helped out significantly. And what they have further done, for anybody who covers that team will tell you what they have done, is that they have balanced out. They have balanced out what's once upon a time was just based on the athleticism and the movement of Lamar Jackson. And now, you know, it's run and pass threat. You still got Mark Andrews at tight end. The run and the pass threat is even more legitimized with the work that they have done in the offseason. Now, there's a reason why I bring this up. The reason why I bring this up is, at some point in time as we move forward, that's exactly the tact that this Colts team will have to take. You're going to have to, as much as you can, surround your guy with better talent. I know what you're saying. Odell Beckham Jr. has always been overrated. I mean, Nelson Aguilar, whatever. But no, if you look at that, how, how that has had a profound effect on this team, it has. So now, even without J.K. Dobbins, with Gus Edwards, for example, in there, now you have more of a balanced offensive look. More balance for Lamar Jackson. Thus, maybe Lamar Jackson's not putting himself in compromising situations, in harm's way as much as he may have, play-calling-wise, decision-making in the past. And that's a good thing. In one of these days, probably sooner rather than later, that's what we're going to be talking about here. Because right now, it's still, well, this guy is he's made to run, and he's young and 21, and he's working his way through it. 
But one of these days, this is what you're going to have to have. You're going to have to have the talents of your quarterback that you're going to rely upon for years to come. And then you're going to have to have a more matching complement, more productive skill position players than we have seen around here in a long time. That is just a have to. I mean, clearly they don't have it this year. We've all made light of that. But at some point, that has to be the case. That has to be a focus. And especially with what Baltimore is doing right now, you can certainly tell that. Now, even with the myriad of injuries that they have going into Sunday's game, and again, we'll run down all of them, the significance starting with this team is going to be that of the offensive line. But at the same time, what they have done this offseason is help out their once upon a time very disgruntled contractually quarterback. They have helped him out, and so far so good. Again, it's a very small thumbnail sketch of a long season through two weeks. And then one team was Houston, and we know how bad they are. That win in Cincinnati was impressive last week. I think they've scored, what, 24, 26, 24, and 25 in two games so far. But the balance on this offense has been much better than it has played out in the past. And for this group, that is exactly what they are looking for. So if you guys want to hit up some Colts conversation, we certainly can. I think Cam, last check, eight-and-a-half-point favorites now are the Ravens in Baltimore. We got it uh, yesterday with our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots at around eight, I believe. So I took the Ravens in that, took the Ravens on our Pick'em. All our social media platforms should have all that information for you. As far as our Pick'ems, everybody on the fan, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, uh, I've got a video out there with other picks as well, considering some of those games that I selected yesterday. Uh, Packers, Saints being one, Texans, Jaguars being the other. I think I went after the Broncos and the Dolphins as well. Hi, good to see you. Thank you guys for coming out. Thank you very much. So you guys can check that out via video. Uh, I think that's on Twitter and also via Facebook.com. So we can hit that. The rest of the NFL. Last night's game kind of went the way last night's game was supposed to go. I know what you're saying. You know what? If you were any kind of Indianapolis area longtime talk show host, you would have led with Andrew Luck's Amazon Prime post game show appearance. And you know what? No. Hey, JMV, shouldn't you play the sound? And it's great, and I don't have hard feelings, but I have tried my damnedest, and it's been tough. It has been tough because clearly over the years since, this team has been put behind the proverbial eight ball because of the decision of their former quarterback. So I understand, but we've gone there so much in the past, I rarely, if ever, go there. Now, I had to go there earlier this week, honestly, because Bob Kravitz brought it up, the comparison between Luck and the comparison between Anthony Richardson and the path in which Richardson is on right now, injury-wise. And, and I, I don't put a comparison there because one was incredibly reckless and the other is doing what the other was drafted to do. And why everybody thought that his game was so stratospheric. Why people reference him, define him as a unicorn. Man, there is so much ground to go past, to call him something like that. But it is the multifaceted game. And that on the run is the reason why people view him differently. Thus, with that, 
You're not going to take that out of the game. It would have been great had Luck taken out, you know, some of that reckless nature taking on linebackers, not sliding. I mean, hell, even after interceptions, you know, tracking down the interceptor and trying to stick a tackle on them. All that stuff is great. And I know we end up talking about, you know, big sack and big balls and all this stuff, right? And it's great because, I mean, he probably did. I mean, he probably did roll up with his sack in a wheelbarrow, you know, taking on some of these players in the fashion in which he did. But at the same time, that's where it led you. And I'm just not in a position right now where I really want to talk about that all the time. And the other aspect of it is, if you guys are watching via YouTube Live, you guys notice all the chicks coming in when I get here, Cam. Did you notice that? The chicks all start coming in when the 3 o'clock host of this show gets here. By the way, you can check it out via YouTube Live. But I never liked the Captain Luck thing. I never liked the, uh, the uh, Civil War general thing. I've never liked that whatsoever. But you listen, funny last night, yeah. I never thought that that Twitter account was very funny. People used to bring it up all the time. People used to love it. I just never thought too much about it. So I'm not going to bring it up. No sound. James, are you okay with that? No luck sound from last night? No nothing? I'm fine because with again, that. Because, again, I rarely, yeah, I rarely want to bring this up. This kind of, I'm worn out. Anybody else out there? Yeah. We're gonna, are you worn out too? Yeah. Are you guys all worn out? What are you guys worn out on? Oh. Everything. Uh-oh. You guys need a beer. You guys need some drinks then. Well, I don't know. You may not be old enough, so no. You guys need some soft drinks. I don't know how old you are. I can't judge. I was talking about uh, Andrew Luck on Amazon Prime last night. Do you want to jump in and have an opinion on it? What did you think I was talking about? Just out of care. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you're in a good spot. So gather around with whatever you're drinking, right, with whatever you're eating, and know that you're in a good spot right here, okay? Say, say hello to everybody via YouTube Live inside the lounge right there. Hey, we, we got too many dudes in this photograph right here. We got to get some of the ladies, right? Looks like I'm having a Boy Scout meeting right here or something. Everybody get in there. There we go. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Say hello, everybody. Thanks for coming, guys. Enjoy Kilroy's tonight, too, this afternoon. Uh, we got a busy show for you coming up as well. Bob Lovell coming up at the bottom of the hour. Kim, I'm just like a magnet. You know what I mean? They just all, yeah. Let's all come out. <laughs> Bob Lovell, bottom of the hour. Car X game of the week, week six of the high school football season, Hamilton Southeastern in Zionsville. Uh, Bob on that and a lot of other things. we got a busy weekend of college football. Starts later on tonight. I've got to get an update from the Hill. I've got to get an update from West Lafayette. Purdue, Wisconsin. Coming up later on tonight, that's a Friday nighter in West Lafayette. Tom Deanhard of Golden Black Illustrated joins us coming up here in the 4 o'clock hour. We shall talk about that. The voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher. Black unis for the Hoosiers coming up tomorrow night. They host Akron down in Bloomington. And, uh, of course, the big one tomorrow night, Ohio State. Number four, Ohio State. Number nine, Notre Dame. We'll have some conversation about that forthcoming. Take it easy, Calvin. Good to see you, too. Otherwise, 239.
1070 is the number. The email address is jmv at 1075thefan.com. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, if you guys want to jump in there, the Winshulers YouTube Live Lounge. Winshulers Spreadable Cheeses, the favorite in Indy for your party gathering or tailgate. Winshulers.com for the latest in recipes. That is the lounge via YouTube Live. And a little bit more to add to regarding the conversation we were having about Buddy Heald, because I think a lot of you, in terms of what I received feedback-wise on Twitter, thought that I left one portion out. Hey, all you did was talk about how great of a shooter is. All you talked about was, you know, how he drew defenses out and discombobulation, blah, blah, blah. You did not talk about the level or the lack thereof level of defense that he was. And no, I did. I did, and I sit here and I cry all the time about this Pacers team going, man, you've got to get better on the perimeter. And no way, shape, or form does he give them any, any better defensive prowess on the perimeter. And he's not going to get any better. I brought that up. I just feel the impact that he makes. And you're going to see this, right? Because you're going to have an expiring contract. You're probably not going to reach any sort of positive conclusion. So you probably go into the trade deadline and there are going to be more than a handful. And I mean, right now you already have some of these contenders, so-called contenders that are in on it right now. But you are going to have major contenders if this thing lasts, for example, until the trade deadline. Everybody that needs a knockdown maker. Yeah, everybody can go out and get a shooter. I mean, everybody. Shoot this and shoot that. Let's go out and shoot. But this is a maker among the tip-top best in the NBA. And that's been my angle of that, to me, is tough to give away. Well, JMV, he's not on the same financial timeline and your timeline with others, and you got to give these guys. And I know that it's always about that, but why can't it also be about making sure that you have everything as you move forward and hopefully grow with this team and then have some expectations that you reach and then really get the excitement going here in Indy about this basketball team? Why can't you cover all the bases on that? Why can't you make sure? Everybody else does. I mean, what, are we just going to sit back and go, well, that's just a small market indie? I, I just don't want to hear that anymore. If you believe him to be a significant piece, and I do offensively, you've got to find a way. And before you tell me that I'm incredibly wrong, I rode the Miles Turner bandwagon forever when basically there was nobody but me and my friend Greg on it. And I told you over and over how significant he is to this team's success. And very few, if anybody out there ever believed me. And then look what happened. Just magically that happens. And I'm talking, you know, people that used to be, maybe still are in basketball themselves. I was telling you for years how significant Miles was. And I'm telling you right now, for this offense, you saw how much they scored a year ago? I know they couldn't guard anybody. I know the defense needs to improve. But I just don't know if you do that. I don't know if you compromise your offensive prowess to get a little bit better defensively. Because to me, you can get a little bit better defensively with some of the other guys on this team. And one of the other guys would be Tyrese Halliburton. He has to be better out front defensively. It just has to happen. 
So we can discuss that as well. 239-1070. Emails jmv at 1075thefan.com. Uh, Bob Lovell is going to join us coming up at the bottom of the hour. Brought to you by your 14 Central Indiana CarX locations. CarX.com to get your uh, car, truck, or van looked at and prepare for the fall road readiness that is sure to come. In fact, I believe this is the last day of summer right now. So get that going. Tires, brakes, brake pads, and more. Your 14 Central Indiana Joe Childers run CarX locations. Hey, by the way, too, high school football game of the week, HSC and Zionsville tonight. Brendan King has the call. That's coming at you at 7 o'clock. Bob Lovell still to come. Tom Deanhart, Golden Black, live from Lafayette, a Friday nighter in West Lafayette for the Boilers in Wisconsin. Uh, we've also got Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, coming up. Jay Feely of CBS is going to have the Colts and the Ravens. No Anthony Richardson. And no Ryan Kelly coming up on Sunday. Concussion protocol continues. They have been ruled out. Minshew mania and French mania under center. Quarterback and center. Gardner Minshew, Wesley French get the start coming up on Sunday. That and really a ton of injuries with significant players for the Ravens as well. And don't forget about the weather. All right, quick break, and we shall come back. Bud Light Blue Friday. I've got four pair of Rams-Colts tickets to give away. All you have to do is join us, see if you can win. I'd love to see you down here. Again, downtown, and it is happening downtown this weekend. So join us today. Bud Light Blue Friday, Kilroy's downtown. Chris Hagan also going to join us coming up a little bit later on. Do not go anywhere. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the stream, the app, HD Radio, and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich of Dr. Pepper. Make it fast. I'm going to damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Kilroy's downtown Bud Light Blue Friday. Thank you for joining us. And I thank our friends here from Marion University that dropped in. Medical students from Marion University, everybody. Hello. So Eddie in Silverdale, Washington. I, I've got a hard target exactly what Eddie's talking about. Come on, man. You're sounding like an old crotchety man. With what just happened in that first segment, I don't think there has been a segment with me on this station. What's up, Matt? In about 10 years, that sounded any younger than that. Wouldn't you agree? I sounded incredibly young in that segment right there. Although I think I did say, what are you guys in high school? <laughs> yeah, smooth. That's very smooth right there. What are you guys in high school? So, no, Eddie, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Maybe it was my thought on the whole luck thing. And I'm just being honest with you. I, I didn't like, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't find it funny. The whole um, Captain Andrew thing. And I try my damnedest, and I, I think I have a pretty good feel and pulse for what you guys want. I try my damnedest not to relive over and over again because it has been so easy to do over the years. At some point, you do have to move on. So every time, when, when, even when I had Bob on earlier this week, I was skeptical about even going there because... People just want to move on. That's not about being old or crotchety. That's about being savvy. So, yeah, people are just kind of tired of it. Now, that's cool. Fine. 
But, yeah, as far as it being a part of the show, I just gather most of you probably wouldn't care too much. You can tell me if you do. Like, Eddie, thank you very much. And you did. I'm assuming, Eddie, that's what you're talking about. Kilroy's downtown. It's a Bud Light Blue Friday. Four pair of Rams Colts tickets. We've got a football toss going on back as well. Uh, meantime, Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. CarX, your 14 Central Indiana Joe Childers run CarX locations. Sponsors the high school football game of the week. HSE in Zionsville tonight here with Brendan King on the call. Also, this visit from Bob Lovell every Friday from Indiana Sports Talk. And Bob joins us now. How are you doing, Bob? How's your Friday afternoon shaping up? Sounds to me like uh, you are, people are accusing me, you, of being my age, John. <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought I thought with and I don't we had, that, we had I a bunch be that old either. <laughs> we had a bunch of of uh, medical students in here, um, and, and most of which were female uh, from Marion right. University. And I thought, and they all came around and, and got on you know the YouTube live feed and all that, and were all making noise behind me. And I felt that was the youngest that I have sounded in like 10 years. I thought that was the youngest segment I've had in a long time right there. Not old and crotchety, as I was described. <laughs> just just wait. Me being the only septuagenarian on the air. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> just wait is all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I, that's just kind of the way that it is right there. So, <laughs> Yeah, see, I also even well, our, even the R. Caleb guy says I have a bad take about the Andrew Luck thing. I just didn't like it. I don't give a – I don't care if it's a top five Twitter account. I don't care. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was funny. No bad take out of that. Rather, yeah, Personal preference. Coming through yeah. It's coming so through clearly that, on what that, that may have sounded crotchety right there, but I don't think the first segment it sounded crotchety whatsoever. Um, I mentioned HSE. And, I mentioned HSE in Zionsville coming up tonight. Brendan King has the call. That's our high school football game of the week. Let's start right there as far as these week six high school football matchups, Bob. John, you are um, at uh, two-thirds of the way through the regular season. you got nine games in the regular season. So here at the end of tonight, we'll, we'll pass, obviously, the two-thirds mark and have one-third left. The pairing show is on October the 8th, one of those great weekends. 6A has some great games. Uh, Center Grove, Lawrence Central, Ben Davis at Lawrence North. Brownsburg at Westfield is a great game. Uh, Brownsburg's uh, third, Westfield's fourth. They've reloaded. Best game of the night, though, John, has to be Chittard and Guerin, number one versus number two in 3A. That is a tremendous – both these teams are really, really good. Um, Chittard has had, obviously, big big wins. Guerin has uh, only lost once. And so, one and two, you don't see it very often, and you got it going on tonight up at Guerin Catholic. Yeah, I think it was uh, – maybe it was last week. It's last week when, when Ron Colley beat Garen, I, I thought maybe Garen had Ron Colley in the sides and then Ron Colley ended up getting a win. And I, I would mention there are a lot of people that I know that listen to the show 
that uh, are in and around Garen that have high expectations as they move forward in this season. And, and really, Chittard is just being Chittard. But they right. may have, certainly in the last couple of weeks, Bob, taken it to a different level here. Just maybe. No, I don't think there's any question. Uh, I think they've, they've elevated it. they become much better defensively. Uh, and, you know, they take good care of the ball. They move the sticks. Uh, it's tough to play against. But this uh, guarantee team has played uh, at a high level all year long, John. And so they've been – both these teams have been pointing toward this Friday for a long time because they know – that this is they one of I think the best matchup in the state. Uh, there are, you know, there are some really good ones, but this is how often do you get one and two? That's that thing, and, and it's it's legitimate. So um, you, you'll I think have a better understanding what three A football is supposed to be after tonight. But those are two teams that are very capable of winning a championship in three A without question. Yeah, I uh, mentioned Southeastern and Zionsville, 4-1 and one and 3-2s are a matchup tonight on the high school football game of the week. You brought up Brownsburg and Westfield. Uh, that is, I believe, tied for second and then fourth. So basically 3-4 and four at 5-0 and 5-0. Oh and and oh. If you're going to look at it just by the numbers right there, that may be the best matchup across the board high school football-wise in the state of Indiana tonight. It's pretty good. I mean, you, you know, Westfield has just uh, steadily gotten better. Brownsburg, as we know, has tremendous talent, tremendous skilled players, explosive. They can score anywhere on the field. Uh, this is really one of those classic situations that if you're Westfield, you can't give up big plays. You just score when you have the opportunity. And it's a Brownsburg yeah. team that's capable of scoring a variety of different ways with the, with the guys they have. So, Great games. I mean, a whole lot of good games as you get into week number six without question. Yeah, I was um, talking to Greg Rakestraw earlier this week, and we were talking about 5A. I think you and I have um, kind of been on this subject a couple of different times. And believe me, I love it. You know, being from where I'm from, uh, Bloomington North has always been a back marker in Monroe County to that of Bloomington South over the years. You know, going back to Mo Moriarty and obviously, right. you know, all those great teams back then and, and really still today. Uh, they are 5-0. and I believe they own the lone, uh, lone loss, I should say, that Bloomington South has uh, so far right. this year, beating their crosstown rival. Uh, w- without the paring down of 5A... Well, it just—it seems like that North should be more significant, but people kind of look at 5A as it's kind of caught between 4A and 6A, you know, with all these major teams, and it's just not as as big of a group in 5A. Do they kind of they they lose a little bit of traction? You think at least notoriety wise so far because they're in 5A, even if they're having that type of year to this point. Well, I think people may look at it that way, but but 5A, you I mean, look at it. 5A, Bloomington uh, North is third, uh, second, south is third, Plainfield is sixth. Plainfield plays Decatur Central, and Decatur Central is number nine, obviously another great game. Snyder is number one, and Snyder's played, Snyder played for a championship a year ago and didn't win it. Uh, so, you know, the, yeah, you can talk about the heavyweights in 6A, but I will tell you what, 5A – in terms of balance, may be as good as any class there is. And there's some really, really good football teams in 5A. Yeah, I'd agree, too. I mean, one of them would be your Quakers of Plainfield, also right. 5-0. and right. I, I just, It just seems like that they're caught in between the powerhouses of 6A and 4A, and they don't get – on this show they do and on your show that they do, but maybe 
across the board not giving the uh, level of love they normally get. Uh, East Central, Bob, uh, from southeastern Indiana, right, is always a major player. I mean, we know that always a major player, really all sports, but certainly football. At 5-0 and so far and number one in 4A, is this – even a different level than it has been before? Does it kind of feel that way as we're well past the halfway mark in this regular season? Well, I think it feels like, uh, you know, they won last year and they're on, on course to win again in 4A. They're, they're that good. Uh, I mean, you look around and you try to see who, who could beat them. I think Kokomo is as good as anybody. You know, they're coming out of the north down in the south. You know, you know Central at some point will have to deal with either uh, rights or memorial. Or, or bossy, uh, and yeah. then you have Ron Colley, who's you know starting to get better and better. And so, um, but right now, I, I think going into it, I, I think all along in talking with Paul Condry and others, uh, East Central was probably the prohibitive favorite in four A. But there's a a whole lot of football to play. Yeah, it just seems like that even this year, even after a title, they're on a bit of a different level right here. Yeah. I'm curious yeah. about this, and I may, may be completely off base. Uh, but coming uh, straight out of Hancock County, Hancock County, Greenfield Central at five and zero, and New Pal at three and two. That's five and six, and they mm-hmm. match up mm-hmm. later on tonight. Um, certainly, we know New Pal and their status over the years and what they've done in football. Is this kind of the regular season test? We're five and zero to ask how legit this season is to now and could be for Greenfield Central against New Pal tonight, Bob. Is that fair to say? Well, right. I mean, I think irrespective of what happens, they've had a great season, and it's one of those situations where they've got a tremendous group of uh, upperclassmen. Uh, they've been pointing toward this for this class for a while. Uh, but you're right. This is a, this is a massive game. When you talk about 4A uh, lately, New Pal has been at or near the top for quite a while. Uh, and, and they are uh, a really solid program top to bottom. And so if you're Greenfield Central, you're looking to establish an identity. Tonight is one of those nights where you're hopeful that you're able to do it. And so uh, great match. You've also in 4A, Ron Conley and, and Burbuff. Burbuff's had a, a yeah. nice season, had a great schedule. So I'll tell you what, you just all the way through, John, the game seemed to be – we just seem to be getting – harder and harder for everybody and as i mentioned earlier october the 8th for the pairing show as hard as it is to believe that's we're going to be doing that uh, in not uh, not too many days you mentioned chatard and garen tonight 3a uh, lawrenceburg four and one west lafayette four and one i don't know too much about these two extreme southern indiana schools here but hanover central fifth ranked at five and zero. Oh, Heritage Hills, I know of them from football in the past and certainly basketball and being around Santa Claus, Indiana, and Holiday World, uh, normally pretty good. This Heritage Hills team, 5-0 and on the season. What do you make of both of those high school programs down south, Bob? Well, Hanover Central is up north. Hanover Central is really, oh, really – Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's not, I'm yeah, sorry. No, I was no, thinking no, it's I was okay. thinking around Hanover it's University. My fault. Yeah, give me no, give okay. me the Hanover Central. I think that's around Kankakee Valley is what no, I, I misspoke. Right. My fault. That, they're up in that vicinity. And yeah. there are a lot of really good teams up there. And, and Hanover Central is, is obviously playing, playing well. Uh, Heritage Hills is a, a historically strong football program. Uh, and this is kind of a team where – 
you know, they're throwing the ball a lot more than they normally have. Uh, they get some really skilled players. Uh, they're an explosive team. Um, but this is, um, you know, a battle tonight for them playing Gibson Southern. Uh, we'll find out a lot more about them tonight. But, uh, you know, Lawrenceburg has been good, having been there with South Dearborn and everybody in East Central. And so, you know, th- those pockets of the state are producing some really solid football teams. Yeah, as you mentioned, Hanover Central has Munster coming up later on tonight. And then, as you mentioned, too, Hamilton, or I should say Heritage Hills has uh, Gibson Southern at 3-2, and two, uh, but certainly in the top five in the rankings in 3A. In 2A, Brownstown Central, Linton Stockton, Triton Central, Bluffton, uh, those are the top four in 2A right now. That's it's about as good as you're going to find, certainly in that group so far. Cecina, right on the edge, by the way, at 4-1. and one. Well, Cecina is, is good. Cecina has been – they're just steady all the time uh, and play a great schedule. I think benefit from it when it comes tournament time without question. But, you know, they are um, – you know, their challenge tonight is to take on a powerhouse in Lutheran. Lutheran hasn't lost in a long time. <laughs> they're, you know, two-time defending champs in 1A, ranked number one right now. So, again, it's, it's a great test for Cecina without question. And maybe uh, the surprise team in, in 2A around here might be Heritage Christian, ranked number seven and, and playing really, really good football. Yeah, no doubt about that. Bob Lovell's got you covered. Indiana Sports Talk later on tonight throughout the state of Indiana. And uh, certainly uh, you can find him. Indiana Sports Talk, both Friday and Saturday, brought to you by CarX, your 14 central Indiana CarX locations to find one near you. It's CarX.com. Today, also a lot of college football you'll be talking about coming up tomorrow night. So I think you're going to be okay. You'll have some topics. Uh, but I always have you on speed dial just in case. So mm-hmm. I, I, that, that allows me to relax and know that everything's going to be okay. Appreciate that. You just call me anytime. Even when I'm playing 80s music, you can call me. You know that. <laughs> so is that it tonight, 80s music? What would you do if I called in in the middle of the show with a, with a request? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it, actually. Rakestraw does every yeah. week. Yeah, the, yeah. The, problem, the, the problem is I'd have to remember. <laughs> right, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. There's not much of a chance of that going, going on, so you, you're probably okay not to expect my call, okay? <laughs> I got gotcha, you, brother. Hey, have a great weekend. We'll do it again next All Friday. Right, thanks. thanks, Bob. I'll look forward to it. Thanks. Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk. I've got an update. Weatherman John Dishour gives us a blow-by-blow update of Tropical Storm Ophelia that is invading the East Coast coming up this weekend. I'll give you that coming up in just a minute. Hey, Bud Light Blue Friday, we're live downtown at Kilroy's. We've got stuff to give away, including Rams Colts tickets. Four pair to give away while we're here until 6 o'clock. Kilroy's downtown. Quick break. We'll come back. Tom Deanhart, Golden Black Illustrated. Purdue, Wisconsin tonight in West Lafayette. Get a quick update on that. Chris Hagan is going to join us, too. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers. Jay Feely also on the way. Sandler tickets and a Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this. Live at Kilroy's downtown on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
The Ride with JMV. I want you out in front of the school with her. I'd like to have a few words with you, by God. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Kilroy's downtown. James bringing us back with some 80s. The JMV takeover is going to be about the 80s. We bring back super sounds of the 70s after 11 coming up tomorrow night, too. So we are good to go. Good to see you, man. Thanks for coming over. Appreciate it. Hey, I'm... Thank you, brother. I'm, I'm on the air right here. I'll, I'll talk at you during the break, though. Yes, thank you for coming over. That's okay. Sometimes that happens. I mentioned before the break, John Dishour, meteorologist, set me up with this because I'd mentioned the tropical storm Ophelia could uh, play a role on Sunday. This is what John says. The big impacts from the tropical storm likely will be out of the Baltimore area many hours prior to the Colts game. Less than a tenth of an inch of rain during the game. Winds around 7 to 15 miles an hour, gusting to 25, based off all the data I'm looking at. So, our good friend and listener to the show, weather guy, John Dishour, says the big impacts of Tropical Storm Ophelia should be out of the Baltimore area around game time coming up on Sunday. Now, some impacts that we are going to talk about a little bit later on, that of the injuries. Concussion protocol, no Anthony Richardson on Sunday, no Ryan Kelly on Sunday. It is going to be Gardner Minshew getting the start. It's going to be Wesley French getting the start at center. And then when you look on the other side of things for Baltimore, you talk about injuries you think the Colts have it bad right now. They got two offensive linemen that are dinged up, aren't going to play. They have a scroll of guys they're going to miss. We'll talk about that coming up on the other side. Jay Feely of CBS in the 5 o'clock hour. Voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, also still to come. Chris Hagan's going to join us. And live from West Lafayette, we got to get you set for Wisconsin and Purdue tonight. Friday night football in the Big Ten from West Lafayette. And Tom Deanhart of Golden Black Illustrated joins us coming up next bud light blue friday we are live downtown at kilroy's on a big circle city classic weekend with 93.5 and 107 by the fan whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you the Ride with JMV. The Sportos, Motorheads, Geeks, Sluts, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Out to Kilroy's downtown. Stevie Wonder brings us back in there. You know DJ Skids, by the way, who does many mixes on the JMV Takeover. He has an outstanding mini mix that goes from... This song, Superstitious by Stevie Wonder, to Mind Playing Tricks on Me by the Ghetto Boys. It's outstanding. Incredible stuff right there. Jambi Takeover coming up tomorrow night. Again, we're going to be here till 6. It's a Bud Light Blue Friday. Rams Colts tickets we are giving away. Join us down here. Maybe you can win, of course. And maybe if you win, maybe you can talk me into a little bit of bullseye activity. You never know. 
What you're going to get on a Bud Light Blue Friday. We're downtown at Kilroy's on a Circle City Classic weekend, too. So there's a lot happening. We just need to see you down here. Tom Dean Hart at Golden Black Illustrated. Tell me when Tommy D is ready back there, James, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, we'll get to Jay Feely of CBS. He's got the Colts and the Ravens coming up on Sunday. And we'll talk about really the myriad of injuries, uh, significant injuries on both sides. Uh, with Jay Feely at about 5.30. Voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, will be here. IU and Akron tomorrow night down in Bloomington. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, one of those Friday night tilts in the Big Ten, right? Wisconsin, ross versus Purdue. Purdue coming off a huge disappointment in that night game last week in that loss against Syracuse. To talk about it, Tom Deanhart, Golden Black Illustrated, joins us. Uh, you know, sometimes you wonder about Friday night games and quick turnarounds and that. Is this one that you look at as, man, that is necessary because of the way things crapped out going back to Saturday night? Or is this one where you're saying, eh, it's a Friday night college football game and it shouldn't happen? What's the viewpoint in West Lafayette regarding this Badger-Boiler matchup? It depends on how you want to spin it, right, John? I'm going to say it's probably good for Purdue to get back on that old bicycle and, and, and try again, uh, try to – erase the memory of last Saturday night's um like you said dispiriting loss to Syracuse you know 35 to 20 uh four turnovers 11 penalties uh there were some ugly moments John defensively with the way that Syracuse quarterback was able to run the ball but here comes Wisconsin right and for Purdue that's bad news um I know history doesn't matter but but it's fun to talk about and 16 losses in a row for Purdue these guys and John the last Mm. time Last time Purdue beat these guys in Ross Age Stadium was 1997. Right? I still had a full, luscious head of hair. Joe Tiller was in his first year as coach. Now I'm bald. Joe Tiller's dead, and he's got a tunnel named for him. So my point is it's been a long time. Yeah, it has. And, uh, Luke Fickle, the head coach, Wisconsin still likes to do all in all like what they normally do. But what are some of the things you have noticed that have – maybe either subtly or not so subtly changed now that they've gone with Fickle on this Wisconsin team compared to the ones that have had ownership over the Boilers in recent history. Yeah, I guess I like to say this isn't your father's Wisconsin. Um, you know, Barry Alvarez set a heck of a template there for years starting in 1990. Physical team, you always knew what Wisconsin was, right? You knew their identity. They're going to try to punch you in the nose with that ground game. Uh, but now, you know, Fickle's here, and, and they've uh, – installed their own version of the air raid based offense, much like Purdue. He hired an offensive coordinator named Phil Longo from North Carolina. Don't get me wrong, they still want to run the ball. They still have two really good backs led by Braylon Allen, but they're throwing it more now. They're trying to update that offense, I think, uh, to be more modern, appeal more to recruits as well, and just to be more, I, th- I think, more effective and balanced. Yeah, uh, they've, they've got a transfer quarterback just like Purdue, John Tanner Mordecai. From uh, yeah. started Oklahoma, went to SMU, now, of course, at, at Wisconsin. So it's going to be interesting. There, Wisconsin's given six. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'll, I'll be flat out honest with you. Uh, for Purdue, yeah, nobody really expects the boys to win. But, but if you're a Boiler fan, you hope they can just take this deep into the fourth quarter here. Who knows, maybe steal it. What, um, what was the thought after that disappointing loss to Syracuse last Saturday night? Well, where's, I guess where is the depth right now of the fan base with this Purdue football team after, after that loss to the Orange? I think there's some questions. I don't think anybody thought they'd be one and two after three games. Fresno State, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, two of those being at home. Purdue's lost both the home games. 
I think most thought this was going to be a two and one team coming out of the first three weeks. And like I said, to give up 271 yards rushing last week, to have Garrett Schrader, the orange quarterback, run for 195 yards and four touchdowns. Um, and again, to see the mistakes last week too, John, like I mentioned, the four turnovers and 11 penalties, it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I mean, it's only three games, right? But it's the only snapshot we have right now to judge everything. And it's obviously not a complete picture, but, but um, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, this team has to, uh, has, has to take this game in deep to the fourth quarter. And, and I think it, it, just, just get things buttoned up on both sides of the ball, especially with the turnovers and penalties, I think, tonight. Yeah, even with a new head coach, I mean, how quickly does that honeymoon wear out if they have another performance anywhere similar to the vein in which they had last Saturday night? Well, I mean, I think it's probably winning right now, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, and even even all the bad they did last week, the turnovers and penalties, it was still a 21-14 game in the fourth quarter. So amazingly, they somehow were still in it. And again, like I said, here comes Wisconsin, a team that's owned Purdue. And again, I think most of the fans here don't expect Purdue to win, but you don't want to get blown out of the water. You want to play better than you did last week. I guess bottom line, John, you want to, you want to show you, you, you've learned from your mistakes of last week. Next week, September 30th, at home against Illinois for homecoming, that's probably a real must win. I mean, there's no way Purdue can be one of four coming out of this month. So they got to be at least two and three. But who knows? Like I said, maybe, maybe Purdue somehow finds a way to steal this one tonight. So Tom Deanhart, Golden Black Illustrated. It is Purdue in Wisconsin tonight. Friday night, Big Ten football up at uh, West Lafayette. Ross-Age Stadium. I, you and I talked a couple of different times before the start of the season, and, and it was noted that you had some apprehension about this defense, and certainly that has held serve. Um, it's had a couple of moments, but not nearly enough. Has there been any other aspect, any other position, any other player that hasn't lived up to it that you have been unexpectedly disappointed in to this point through three games? I guess... Um... You know, maybe Devin Mockaby to a small degree, John. We keep an eye on number 45 tonight. You know, he fumbled three times last week. Purdue had seven fumbles, which was an amazing total when you think about it. But he had three of them. And Kerry Walters kind of hinted maybe we'll see more Tyrone Tracy, the kid from Decatur Central High School, who yeah. began his career at Iowa. Well, I watched to see if we see more number three. If he tries to send a message to Mockaby, he hasn't maybe, I think, looked as good as some of us thought coming out of the gate here early on. And um, so, yeah, keep your eye on that. You know, uh, from an injury standpoint, I know you talked about some of the Colts injuries where Purdue's got, got some they're dealing with. But I think, I think the key guys who are hurt, I think Purdue may get some good news tonight. Uh, I think they're their best defensive player, Kydron Jenkins, is probably going to play number four, the outside linebacker. He missed the second half last week with what we think is a concussion. And Zionsville, Indiana's Gus Hartwig, the center, has yet to play this year. You know, he hurt his knee last November been slow to come back, but I, th- I think there's a chance Gus is going to play tonight and maybe even start. And I think that would be a big boost to this offensive line, John. It's an offensive line that if you watch Purdue football, is really struggling. It's third and one or fourth and one. that They, they can't get a push. They're not physical. Getting Gus back, I think, obviously would be a big boon. And I think Purdue may have a new kicker tonight, too. Um, and we think that the starter, Ben Freehill's injured, so there could be a new guy handling kickoffs in placement. So uh, just a few things for fans to keep their radar on when they watch this game on FS1 tonight at 7. Yeah, what um, what do you think the issue has been with Mockaby? Because there was, there was so much. And I mean, I, I, it's unfair, is it not, to say, well, 
you know, he just completely blasted through expectations a year ago, mm-hmm. and now, you know, he hit a different stratosphere, and now people are really zoned in on you, and that's the reason why. Because it seems like it's more to me. But what, where would you target as to why there's been such a major issue with him? I think it's some of that a blend of stuff, the expectations. I do think the new offense, I think what Brown was doing from people, what people have told me is a little bit different. Uh, Devin may be running with a little bit of hesitancy so far as well. And just maybe trying to live up to that hype, John. Sometimes you try to do too much. And I think that was some of the case last weekend. You never question his effort. He's an empty debucker guy. Um, but I think maybe he was trying to do a little bit too much. So I think he'll be okay. Um, but, yeah, I, just, I think it's like maybe it's a blend of things so far through this first three games that, that have maybe muted the, some of the things they thought Mockby was going to do coming out of the gate. And no doubt about that. When you start talking about, you know, the next guy up in, in terms of Ryan Walters earlier this week, uh, yeah, that's, that comes at you a bit like a hammer right there, doesn't it? So, I mean, it's, and you, you got it. You got to do that though. As much as you like the kid and respect the kid for what he's accomplished, you, you, just, you can't have that type of game. I think you have to, you have to send a message to the other players too. If, if you're not playing well, if you're making mistakes, there's got to be consequences. And every, every player on that team watches to see maybe how Mockaby's going to be handled. They're going to look at it and say, wow, he had three fumbles and he had no real repercussions or wow, he had three fumbles and he didn't start or he didn't get as many carries. So um, I, I think it's, it's going to be important to see, you know, how much he's used tonight. Uh, so they keep that on your radar. And Hudson Card, too. I guess Hudson Card's been pretty good. I guess has he been great? I, I don't think he's been great so far. I, I think, you know, Hudson Card maybe has to take his game to a whole other level. Um, his receiving core has been solid, but it's really amazing, John. They really only play three receivers. Um, that I play the majority of these snaps. And, and Deion Burks, number four on offense, he is the real big playmaker. I think they still got to find more ways to get him the ball, either jet sweeps, throw it to him behind the line of scrimmage, laterals, just get the ball in his hands in space and let him be, be who he is, which is a great freaky athlete. And we've talked about the defense, where they've been, and what we thought they were going to be doing. Hey, give me – what do you think about Graham Harrell and the calls and what he has done offensively through three games? Has that been where you thought? Did you expect more? Has it been okay? What have been your thoughts on this Boilermaker offense through three games? It's been okay. There's been fits and starts, not a lot of consistency. There have been, again, some great runs and some droughts. I remember being in Blacksburg a couple of weeks ago, and there was a, there was a, a lull between, between the second and third quarters, maybe seven or eight drives where they came up empty. So, again, um, sometimes I watch this offense and I really kind of wonder, what is it? Somebody asked me to describe Purdue's offense. Could I describe it in, you know, in, in, in 20 words or less or 15 words or less? I'm not sure if I could. I'm not sure what they hang their hat on right now. I really still think it's a work in progress. Tom Deanhart of Golden Black Illustrated does join us. Give me a portion of the Wisconsin offense that is going to be most difficult, you think, for Purdue's D to deal with tonight. Oh, and still, even even though they're a quote air raid based offense, it's still going to be running yeah. that football. You know, running that football. Like I mentioned Braylon Allen, a terrific junior. Uh, Shane Maselli, who's a transfer from Clemson, was there last year. He's he's really good too. So, uh, as you know, John, anybody who watches football knows anything about football. If, if you're able to run the ball, you're going to have a lot of success. And if Wisconsin's running like they typically have against Purdue, it's probably going to be a long enough for the Boilermakers. So. 
uh, until Purdue shows it can handle or at least mute that Wisconsin ground game. You know, I think I think they could have some issues. So that that's going to be the matchup for Boilermaker fans to watch when Purdue's trying to stop the Badgers tonight. Well, there's no doubt, Tommy D. Too Friday nights historically a high school football Friday night. What does that affect, and, and maybe the effect of being disappointing so far? What's that going to do to the crowd at Ross A. this evening? I don't know. I, it's not going to be a sellout. I don't think. Um, sometimes I think maybe that narrative gets a little bit overblown. Um, um, these high school games are going to go on regardless. Um, it's, it's more for the kids at the schools and the parents of the coaches and maybe some hardcore high school fans around the areas. But by and large, I'm, I'm not so sure that, 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 and that impact on high school football is as, as it's pronounced as some people like to try to make it out to be. And I don't know if that's really going to be a factor on why the crowd may not be a sellout. But the real reason these Friday night games are hard sellers and if you're driving from Chicago, maybe you have to work on Friday. Maybe if you're in Fort Wayne, some of these fans travel some, 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 some good distance to these games and are able to do it after work on Fridays for a Saturday game. So I, I just think scheduling for some of these fans, it's, it's hard because, because Friday's a work day. Yeah, it, um, it is kind of weird. I know most people hate it. I, I, I'm assuming that you're just going to kind of fall in line because that's the way that it is. I mean, hell, you're probably lucky you're not playing, you know, basically every other night of the week the way that it is now. Whatever's going to make the money is going to make the money. And, you know, I hate to say that because one of these days that may be the case, Tom. You know that. It's coming. That's coming. If the NFL is going to go that way, you're going to get games on Tuesday and Wednesday night. Those, those singular <laughs> events that they can isolate out by themselves, draw big ratings. And again, TV is going to do whatever these, these uh, the leagues are going to do, or whatever these, whatever TV tells them to do. They keep putting zeros behind the numbers on those checks. Now they'll play on Tuesday night. They'll play on Wednesday night. Again, the NFL is going to do it, I think. And like it or not, man, you know it's all about. It's not about the people that actually buy a ticket. It's about the guys sitting at home. It's about the yeah. TV people, which is which obviously isn't a big revelation, but it's kind of sad for the people who actually make an effort to go to games and, and plunk down their money and have to sit through some of these long TV breaks. And whatnot, but like I said, man, this is this is a, 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 every bit as much of a TV sport as you always thought it was. All right. Well, hopefully Purdue has a big night offensively up there and uh, breaks that that streak against Wisconsin. That's been forever, right there. Wow. Yeah. 2003 was the last time they got him. That was in Madison. Of course, the next year, 2004, and back in Ross A. John, that was the day College Game Day was here. Purdue was ranked fifth in the country, five and zero. Oh. And, of course, Kyle Orton has that fumble late that Wisconsin returns for a touchdown. They pull off the upset. And, honestly, Purdue football took a big dip down from that moment on for, for over 10 years probably. You know what's funny about that is it always kind of seems like there's a moment. And, and IU fans, maybe not so much a moment, but with IU fans it's, it's normally when you have something working really well. Maybe it's the offense, your defense is in the toilet, when your defense is working well, your offense is in the toilet. It's, it's always a major factor like that. But with Purdue, it's always seemed like it's been a moment, right? Always been a moment to where you feel it and you see it coming and then it doesn't happen. And you could always point your finger like that Orton moment to a moment yeah. just like that. Yeah, that was one of the most dubious, disappointing moments in, in Boilermaker football history, like I said. That was the end of the apex of the Joe Tiller era. Because his last five, two, yeah. five, six, seven, and eight, they were just a Midland program his last four or five years. And then, of course, Danny Hope and Daryl Hazel. Jeff Brown brought some life back, of course. I think hindsight and history is going to look back on his era pretty fondly. 
So he was able to get the program righted again. Now we'll see what, what Ryan Walters can do. If he can, he can build off of maybe what Ron was able to do here for six years. Hey, Tommy D, the one thing that we had talked about as well, this schedule basically until Halloween is absolutely unforgiving. It is, when you look at it, it is incredibly tough. And it, it we've seen it. It's been difficult for them to navigate it at all so far. They're, they Fortunate that Vatek game went the way that it did because they could be even uglier if you're not careful. Yeah, Vatek's a bad team, I think. So I'm glad they won that game yeah. for their sake. Yeah, they had four or five games at home in September. That's why you have to make hay. And that's why being one and two right now has got to be concerning. I thought Purdue needed to be three and two coming out of this month to really be set up to, to go to a bowl to get to six and six. Now at one and two, their task is you know really complicated. Um, I mentioned Illinois. Then you look at the rest of the schedule. They go to Iowa and they go to Michigan. Ohio State comes to West Lafayette. Um, it's a lot of heavy lifting. You have to go to Nebraska. Uh, and then you finish up with Minnesota Northwestern and Indiana. With, you can maybe make some hay, but or if Purdue only has one or two wins coming out of September, again, look at that schedule and find me four more wins in October and November. It's tough. Tommy D, go get them later on tonight. They, they're going to be able to pull you off the hill on a Friday night to get you in the stadium in time to be able to do something? Uh, I, got pulled <laughs> off, I got pulled off a little tailgate. I was playing some cornhole earlier, John, so I'm ready to go. I'm ready to Were you really? head over. I'm ready to head over, find my seat, and hopefully have a hot cup of coffee. Are you a, are you a badass cornhole player? No, I'm not. I, I probably went the fourth or fifth time I ever played cornhole in my life. I just had a bunch of college buddies that are back in town. So we, some guy had an RV and it was set up south of campus there in the Discovery Park era, area. So I was just kind of playing to pass some time drinking some some monster energy drink, buddy. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm jacked out of my mind. I'll be up to about two a.m. You are, yeah. You won't go, you won't go to bed till Tuesday. Nice job. <laughs> That's it. I'm kind of, you know, I kind of like to watch football tomorrow. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, you got, yes, this weekend. When you weekend, think about man. it, this this weekend is, uh, it should be, a, you get to the NFL Sunday may not be as robust as college football Saturday this particular weekend, but man, you got plenty of time. Got You got plenty of time to downshift from tonight. So remember that. Okay, buddy? going to be fun. John, I appreciate you having me, buddy. You got it. It's Tom Deanhard, Golden Black Illustrated with the Sphere of the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Bud Light Blue Friday. We're downtown at Kilroy's. Thank you very much for joining us. Got Sandler tickets to give away a little bit later on. This is like on the show. And I'll tell you when to call. A lot of you call even before I tell you, which is savvy. So we got those to give away coming up. I've got four pair of Rams Colts tickets courtesy of Bud Light to give away here. So if you want to go to that game... Coming up next Sunday, a week from Sunday, I've got your chance on a Bud Light Blue Friday at Kilroy's downtown. I mentioned downtown is hopping right now, and so are we. If you guys want to stop by, we would love to see you still to come. I think Hagen's going to drop by, too. It's kind of funny. Hagen and Bob Kravitz and I are going to Brown County tonight to the Brown County Music Center to see Psychedelic Furs and Squeeze. So if you know those bands... Those are significant 80s new wave bands. I've seen Psychedelic Furs once. Very good with Richard Butler at lead. I've never seen Squeeze. So we're going to the Brown County Music Center. Thank you to Christian Webb down there. And by the way, that is a great venue. We're going down after this show to check out Psychedelic Furs 
and squeeze. I'm making Hagen drive, too. I don't feel like driving. And I know Kravitz isn't going to drive. So that's what we're doing after the show. And then we are busy the rest of the weekend, as I mentioned, too. Tomorrow night, JMV takeover. I think Blake's got a cross-country meet at Rebuff tomorrow morning. I'm going to be there at 8.30, so I'm going to have to get up at the crack of dawn in the morning, too. And then on Sunday, of course, you've got the Colts pregame huddle. Touchdown Town is going to be moved to Carmel. It's a road touchdown town in Carmel coming up on Sunday morning. I will tell you when and where and what is going on coming up in just a bit. The Harris Hoosier Park race of the day also on the way. Downtown, Kilroy's, Bud Light Blue Friday, Rams Colts tickets, and more to come, including Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, Jay Feely from CBS, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Smokey, this is not NOM. This is bowling. There are rules. Hey. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, so I'm at Kilroy's downtown right now, and this is just... My gaze on what I've seen come out of the kitchen. I think everybody in this place right now has ordered a plate of tater tots. Let me tell you this. In terms of the potato family and what you can make potatoes into, the tater tot is the absolute best, right? Baked potato, mashed potato, French fried, French fried potato, shoestring, curly, steak, all of that. The I mean, best is tater tots. As an Irishman, I have to take responsibility for all the greatness of the potato. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, what, what's, what's funny is it's like when people ask you what your favorite song is or your favorite movie. It's not locked in stone. It can vary. So today it might be tater tot because yeah. you're seeing them. But then a week from now, you're eating a steak. You want that baked potato. Well, wait a minute. What you if know? I want mashed potatoes with my steak? So there's another one. Mashed potatoes. I just said that. Well, I have a head injury. I don't is do it, everything. Is it, is it wrong? Uh, is waffle, it wrong? What is about it, waffle fries? Waffle fries. Yes. But no. Always at the top of the list, tater tots. You know, Jimmy tater Buffett Tater tots liked, takes us back, too. Jimmy Buffett liked his uh, cheeseburger with French fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. So, he yeah, did. there's so many great things you can do. What about uh, you get some uh, au gratin potatoes? Now we're talking. Ooh, I dig that. See? I do. There's so many things. We, fried potatoes. We can fried eat potatoes. potatoes only. Just fried uh, potatoes. Let's do a thing where we just live off a potato diet. I'm sure there's a physician out there that could tell did, us the pros and cons of eating nothing but potatoes. Did uh, your fa- did you have family meals that had fried potatoes a lot? See, my household didn't. I had a single mom. She didn't make fried potatoes very much. But where I'm from in southern Indiana, like almost every meal, there was fried yeah. potatoes on them. Is it the uh, Eddie Murphy joke when he talked about at home they're going to make you the McDonald's <laughs> hamburger and yeah. fries? And that's it. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Uh, and it's funny. I don't want to give free plugs. There was a place over here that had the twice-baked potato. You ever yeah. heard of those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, this is, uh, that's your potato update brought to you by GMV and Chris Hagan. Kilroy's downtown, Bud Light Blue Friday. I've just seen it. There's been nothing but tater tots in and out of this kitchen so far. You can come and join us and put the feedback on as well. We've got Rams-Colts tickets to give away. I've got Sandler tickets on the air to give away his November show at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. It is Fred Van Vliet, I think, playing at the Fieldhouse tonight, right? Yeah, Rick yeah. Van Vliet. They're good. Yeah, Have yeah. you seen them before? 
I've not seen it, but I love him. I just saw a lady and her daughter out there. She was wearing the Greta Van Fleet shirt, and I was like, yeah. Fred Van Vliet. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, yeah. they might be in concert down here tonight. But hey, here's the problem. You, you know I've lived here like 20, almost 25 years uh-huh. now. I'm a, I'm a Hoosier. I love Indianapolis. What I don't love is when there's stuff going on downtown, when you actually need all the parking spaces to be available, they make the parking spaces not available. I parked over there and paid. you believe that? Oh, you did? Yeah, because I, I don't want to have to walk back to I, the station. I parked, I parked like a block up and or two blocks up and paid. But what are we doing? Oh, leave the parking spots open. That's why they're there. This portion of the show and, of course, the Lounge via YouTube Live is brought to you by Wynn Schuler's Spreadable Cheeses, Indy's favorite spreadable cheese in a variety of tastes, including original cheddar, sharp cheddar, bacon and cheddar, pepper jack. I have heard that the pepper jack is incredibly hard to find. Meyer and Kroger Gordon Food Services locations. Look for it today. Wynn Schuler's Spreadable cheeses inside the lounge via YouTube Live and here on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, Chris, no no surprise whatsoever regarding Anthony Richardson sitting this out, concussion protocol. Ryan Kelly sitting this out via concussion protocol. Uh, you get Gardner Minshew and Wesley French. But on a different front, have you seen the Ravens? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Ravens, it's like a mass unit. You need Hawkeye and Trapper John to come rolling through. Uh, and that's... You know, back, back to the Richardson, the, the numbers bear out the, the fact that for the most part, you get a concussion, you don't play, you miss at least yeah. one game. And you think about a, a young guy at the start of what Colts fans and Colts brass hope is a very, very long, productive career. Yes. Why, why trot him out there? I mean, you're what, an eight-point underdog somewhere? But, but if he was ready, I would. If he, I, would, I, wouldn't, if he I, said, would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trot him out there he regardless. Wouldn't. I would have him miss a game. You, you don't feel like – the outcome of this game is going to be changed by him going out there and playing. Uh, let, let him let him sit this one out. It's not gonna it's not gonna be the end of the world for the season, I don't think. And Minshew has shown in the preseason in the last week, you're not just waving the the white flag by throwing him out there. He's going to go out there and compete and and give you as a good a chance as you might have had with Richardson anyway. So I, I think it's obviously it's a no brainer. And I said this when it happened. I go, he's going to miss at least one game. Well, and we were talking about this on Sunday night on 59 overtime. And, you know, you'd asked me that. And I said, yeah, sitting here right now, I'd be hard pressed to believe that he was going to to play. However, I will say this. If he was cleared and ready to go, I'd be cool with it. I want to see him in every conceivable situation. Now, granted, your point is, you know, making sure that he is 100 percent healthy to go back out there, whatever. I do understand that. But I do want to see him in every situation, and I do want to see him against really good teams. And regardless of the injury situation for the Ravens, that is still a really good team on the road. Should be an interesting environment. We'll see regarding the tropical storm, if there's any impression on that game on Sunday there in Baltimore. But I want to see everything, and that's pulling Even up. Even if, if they cleared him today at, at- 2.30, and he missed Wednesday, Thursday, Friday no, practice. You'd no, 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 no. If he, if, he, if he were to practice today or maybe practice yesterday, absolutely, wouldn't you? Well, once he missed Wednesday's practice, I was like, that's it. Pull the plug. That was just me, though. Uh, maybe maybe if he practiced today, but I, I thought, you know, missing, missing Wednesday for me, that was a wrap on that. Then you look at the other side, too. Uh, the other side, as far as Baltimore's concerned, really dinged up, especially a couple of their best linemen 
on the offensive side of the football are going to be out for that game coming up on Sunday. And then our, our mutual friend John Dishauer had mentioned that as it stands right now, Tropical Storm Ophelia looks as if it's going to be out of the Baltimore area by the time the Colts and the Ravens play. But we'll see if it uh, has any lasting impression there in Baltimore. Yeah, even if it, if it comes through and it's gone, just think about a, a wet surface, a slippery surface, uh, the wet, wet footballs. It, there, there could be some crazy things happening with, you know, fielding punts, uh, catching the football, ball security. Uh, yeah, and then as we've seen every week, it's the NFL. You don't just say no, no game is ever a guaranteed win or loss. Uh, you, you go out there and you play the game, and I think, like I said, you're not just giving up by having Minshew out there. So Chris Hagan of Fox 59. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, is going to join us coming up at the top of the hour. Jay Feely of CBS is going to be in the TV booth for that game on Sunday in Baltimore. He joins us coming up at 5.30 today. I mentioned Sandler tickets. We got the Harris Hoosier Park race of the day coming at you as well. A little bit later on in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, we talked about that. We talked about college football, Notre Dame, Ohio State tomorrow night. I'm assuming you probably made some sort of really friendly wager there. I'm going with the Ohio State lean on the road. And I know that if there was ever a game where Notre Dame had somebody in the crosshairs like that, like that Ohio State program, it absolutely should be tomorrow night. Where's they, your lean? They're wearing the green jerseys, John. You got, they haven't had the best of luck in those green jerseys, yeah. have they? I, I, I think this is a really big moment for the program, for Marcus Freeman. I mean, you know, you've had uh, Pat's doing his show up there, game day. Is, is Notre Dame ready for that? You, you see, Ohio State does this. How are you not three, ready three, for that if you're Notre Dame? No, I mean, ready for the moment. Is the, oh, are the players well, I mean, ready for the moment? But it's Notre well, Dame. Well, let I, me finish the story, John. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm cutting in. My bad. Ohio State plays games like this four times a year. They play the biggest game and, you know, whatever. Ohio State's used to this, the program. They just plug and play guy after guy after guy. So even though you're at home, and even though you're going to be ready, I think this is a huge moment to go out there and say, all right, Notre Dame is going to be talked about for the rest of the season as a playoff contender, as a program that I don't want to say, quote, unquote, is back because it's not like they ever went anywhere. Um, I, I don't know that I would take Notre Dame if I was making a, a friendly wager. I think if you, if, as Mike Chappell used to say, or still says, if I'm, if I'm betting with your money, I would take the Buckeyes. Notre Dame has a quarterback now that you can lean on more oh, than yeah. you have been able to in the past. So that is going to make that is going to make a big difference. There's no He's a handsome fellow too, I've been told. Yeah, there's no question about that, the difference that that's going to make. But we shall see. I love seeing it, and uh, South Bend's going to be rocking. That's right now, why you play tonight, the tomorrow. games, John. Not for us to sit up here like idiots and predict. You go out no, there. No, I think and you we play need to sit up here like idiots and predict. Well, that's yes. how we've made a living. But yeah, we got to. I, I think it's going to be a great environment. I, I think Notre Dame could win. But if you're asking me if I had to put cash money on it, I would put my cash money on the Buckeye. So you got that. You got IU Akron coming up tomorrow night. The uh, black jersey is going to be worn by the Hoosiers against Akron tomorrow night in Bloomington. Joe, Joe Moorhead, former head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, will be uh, coaching Akron. By the way. Oh yeah. Was he a good coach? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, a, lot of, a lot of success in Starkville. Is Hence, he's right not there. there. He didn't even make it through his first <laughs> contract down there. Terrible. <laughs> Man, uh, you, you got Purdue and Wisconsin tonight. Wisconsin, you know, Purdue's had trouble with Wisconsin going all the way back to was it, 16 when, years you, when you first started at Fox 59 almost. The most uh, uh, a pivotal moment with uh, Kyle Orton 
Purdue was like number yeah. five in the nation. We just talked about that with Tom Deanhart. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't listening. Yeah, I had important. Thank things you very do. much. That, the, did he talk about it? That he rolls right, uh-huh. going to seal the yep. game away. I had actually changed the channel. This is before you get an instant update. Yeah. I had changed the channel because I was like, oh, Purdue's got – I thought the game was over. Yeah. And then I put it back and I was like, what? I woke up in a great mood. What the hell happened? And it, it, the, the play, he fumbles, he's diving. Like, they're just they're, – they're putting the game on ice. And that changed that whole season, changed the Heisman race. So, yeah, it's one of those things like sometimes it just seems like there's a bugaboo against a certain team. I hope that can change. How, how do you feel? I know Tom Allen has come out uh, a staunch supporter of keeping uh, – College games on Saturday. Yeah. How do you feel about Friday night college football? Yeah, well, he might as well be quiet because it's not going to change. Yeah. It's going to become even more on Friday. One of these days, we're going to have football on every night. Every night. Uh, they're going to end up adding you know, Tuesday and Wednesday at some point. It's going to be every single the, the night. Mac, the Mac just, does do that. The well, Mac, yeah, well, yeah. well, yeah, later on. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about really everything. They are going to find ways to – I mean, when you think about it, how, how are you going to be able to deal with the, the escalation in cost? That's how you're going to be able to do it. I mean, you're going to offer more kind of outliers and these exclusives on different nights. They're going to continue to do it until signs show that it doesn't work and until it doesn't work financially. Yeah, and you look at it now. I was thinking about this, as a matter of fact, last night. I was thinking about what night of the week. I mean, the NFL, they're already Thursday, Sunday, Monday. And then you have college Saturday, Thursday, and now Friday. And it's all about the the ad revenue you get from the networks. And let's not yeah. forget about the, the gambling element now where, you know, if there's a game, if there's two games on TV, somebody's putting money. Yeah, in. right. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it is it is never, ever going to relent. It is just going to keep on going until all the all the days, all the nights are going to be filled up right there. That's Hagan. I'm JMV. Join us at Kilroy's downtown. Bud Light Blue Friday. We got plenty for you. If you stop by, we've got Rams Colts tickets to give away and a lot more. We've got Sandler tickets. We've got your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day and more to come. Stick with us. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. We're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? It should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I'm excited. Never smiles. Lone love. Who's this, Hagen? This is uh, Def Leppard. What song uh, is it? Joe Elliott. This is... uh, Foolin'. F- 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 Whoa, Foolin'. hey. This is a good song. I just, it's unique because it starts out like this. It starts out slow and, and then it, fires it into something. to a rocking crescendo. Oh. Isn't it amazing? Like there were certain bands when we were growing up that every song they put out was just a, a hit. Yeah. Because of the video. You'd be excited to see their, their next video. And then it would just, because of the you know, chicken or the egg? Is it a good video because it's a good song, or is it a good song because you like the video? Well, here's what you think about now. I remember when Pyromania came out, and I saw the album cover, and I listened to the music, and I went, whoa, man, that's hard. That's hard <laughs> music right there. And now it's nothing. Now it's kind of like hot AC. Do you yeah. think at uh, MTV, as much as we loved it, did it ruin some songs? Because if you didn't like the video, sometimes <laughs> you wouldn't like the... That song, You Got Lucky by uh, Tom Petty. Yeah. 
Uh, I didn't like it because I didn't like the video. Was that the cat? Was that the? Uh... Is that the wrong video? It's the video where they're out in the desert and they're like, oh, it's like okay. Star Wars. I didn't like the video, so I didn't like the song. But now you can't, you can't hear "Take on Me" by Aha. Which one was the nursery rhyme one that he did? The Don't tumble. come around here yeah. no more. Yeah, it was like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that would wear you out. But a you, bit. you can't hear the song "Take on Me" without thinking hmm. of the video. You can't do it. No, but I think that was a good thing for the video right there. So what I'm saying is you can't. When I, before then, like, I never knew and still don't know what Steve Miller looks like from Steve Miller Band. He could walk in here right now and get a, get a beer, and I'd be like, who's this guy? He could get up on the bar and say, some people call me the space cowboy. And ah, they say, sit down, old man. <laughs> but yeah, old was, crotchety man. Like, I didn't, it was for years I didn't know what England Dan and John Ford Coley looked like. Well, I know one of your favorite acts. I love them. So One, now one's be, no longer with us. And it, be, it, it became the fact that, hey, you, you're talented, but you better be uh, good looking, too, because we're making videos and we're going to have to give you the, the well, makeover. Well, you know, and, and then if you're watching via YouTube Live, we're brought to you by Wynn Schuler's Spreadable Cheeses, the favorite here on YouTube Live inside the lounge and for Indianapolis, WynnSchulers.com. You have noticed that not only do you get greatness in broadcasting right here, but you've got the handsome and chiseled features you guys can also look at and admire for three hours. And then behind me, it's it's like double shot power. I took here. a picture of that. Well, yeah. I'm going to post it. I was like. Right over my shoulder. That, you know you've made it when you have one of these like little shark fin things they make. And it's it's you making your pissed at the world face, which is great. It looks like a mug shot. Have you ever had a mug shot? No, I have not. Knock on wood. I have been I have been detained on occasion, but never booked in photographs. I was detained. I was detained once too. Thanks, Lawrence County, for detaining me. I was seventeen. When they detained me, I got put in the back of a police car when I was seventeen, and uh, the cop like just left me in there and walked away to go bust up this party. And I'm like, what a dumbass! I'm just gonna get out of this car. And then I didn't realize there's no door handles in the back of a police car. Yeah, I was, I was like. That's pretty smart. They thought of everything. I'm stuck in here. Yeah, the guy in Lawrence County, uh, this was about 3 in the morning, uh, detained me and a couple of others. And we were in this locked room there at the facility. And the guy was a complete a-hole at the desk, right? Told me to shut up and everything else. And we were in there, and I was just ripping him. I'm, I'm sure I'm ripping were, him. I'm, I'm going, sure this guy, blah, citizen. blah, blah, blah. And then we, we got brought up front, and they had a little speaker there, and they were listening to what I said the oh, entire time. Oh, were you more like, <laughs> were you more like uh, John, John Bender or Andrew Clark in The Breakfast Club? Um, or were you, I was, like, I were you more like Andrew, Andrew Michael <laughs> yeah. Hall? I was probably, I was probably more like Andrew Clark. Yeah, me too. So probably more like Andrew Clark. Anyway, hey, quick break and we'll come back. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, joins us. They got the black uniforms working tomorrow night versus Akron. A little college football chat with Don Fisher, Jay Feely. Got a myriad of injuries, both sides of the football. And again, if you missed it, Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly will not participate Sunday in concussion protocol. Like Kenny Moore was back today. We'll discuss that. And the injuries on the Ravens side of the football coming up as well. Jay Feely of CBS has the game. He joins us coming up at 5.30. Bud Light Blue Friday with Rams, Colts tickets downtown to a happening Kilroy's downtown on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. And the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. 
That's for hanging right there. Norwegian band. Aha. Uh -huh. It reminds me of that video. <laughs> take on me. Can this guy still hit the notes? Is he regretting the day he recorded this song and they, he has to go sing? They still tour a lot. They just never come here. They still over in Europe. Did you have a dust up with him when you got put in the pokey? <laughs> <laughs> Were you talking smack to him? I, I remember that time, man. They had a little speaker right there. They heard everything I said. Man, I got so ripped. Ripped. You, you thought you knew it all. King of the world. And, and you know, th those are some of the things that you learn, too. I, was, I thought, man, I'm a jackass. That's horrible. And well, people think I'm a jackass right now. Say, I had uh, no idea. Some things never change. The, the level of which it used to be right there. But, uh, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a shining moment by me. Well, look, I mean. Especially you, in Hazard County, Lawrence County, you, Indiana, right there, too. You grow. In yeah. Bedford. Unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, I have a real good memory. And sometimes I remember things I've said or done, like when I was a teenager, and I'm like, I just would have smacked the hell out of me. If oh, I was, I just, Blake, Blake doesn't do 10% of what I did. I know you're not doing that. <laughs> Sorry. You know what's funny about that? When I got detained, and by the way, we were talking about this last hour. I just want to put a little bit of a, a check mark and a note on the. When I got detained, they typed my, my last name, my real last name, Gliva, in, right, in the computer system down there. And all of a sudden, it like had like three screens of nothing. But I go, wait a minute. I didn't, what did I, and it was my dad. <laughs> my dad, I think my dad like had a, like a permanent cot back there or something. <laughs> it was like, his man, re yeah. reserved room. Yeah, my dad's back there all the time, man. So, yeah. And that's Chris Hagan. I'm JMV. We're at Kilroy's downtown on a Bud Light Blue Friday. Thank you all for joining us. We've got Rams Colts tickets to give away. We'll start to do that coming up here in the 5 o'clock hour. If you missed it. No Anthony Richardson, no Ryan Kelly for Sunday. So you factor in Minshew, Chris, now being the starter, and then look at the injuries that they have on Baltimore's side, especially along that offensive line. It was an eight-point spread, moved to eight and a half, I think, earlier today. Is Baltimore the favorite? How do you think about that going into the weekend? Well, you look at – you see what – Minshew was brought in here for a reason. He knows Steichen's offense. He's comfortable with it. We saw that in the preseason. And then you saw what he did last week when he, like, had, didn't have near the reps he's had this week in practice. He went out there and just did it. So, uh, like I said, I don't think the outcome of this game is going to be vastly different based upon Minshew starting instead of Richardson. I like the idea of getting the young guy 100% healthy. We've seen, you know, how seriously this needs to be taken as somebody that's had a, a head injury knows. Uh, send him out, you know. He's got a, lot, a long time to grow, a long time to get better, and you hope – if, if you're a Colts fan, you're hoping that's a decade plus. So what's the point of trotting him out there? Even if he was cleared today or tomorrow, he's missed the practice. You have a guy that knows what he's doing. Get him out there and, and play the game and see what happens. Yeah, a lot of guys, as I mentioned, for the Ravens also listed as out. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. being one. Ronnie Stanley, their talented tackle, being another. I think Marlon Humphrey is listed as out as well. Their cornerback, oh, it doesn't say as of regarding Clowney. But, uh, yeah, you got a bunch of dudes for the Ravens, Chris, they are going to be out coming up on Sunday. And some major components to their early season 2-0 success. Uh, Clowney uh, was a full participant in practice. He's dealing with illness. So you would expect him to probably uh, yeah. give it a go. Um yeah, I mean, it's, it's early season. It's going to be the crazy weather factor. I don't know about you, but I love watching snow and or rain, yeah. rain games. Yeah. Because it already is the, the, the perfect drama in life because it's, 
It's not scripted. You don't know what's going to happen. You see how on Monday Night Football, which actually cost me some money, the way the Steelers won that game. The Steelers get two defensive touchdowns. You, you go out there and play the game. You, you, you get an early turnover. You flip the field. Something happens in the Colts' favor. They can go out there and win this game. It wouldn't completely shock me. It's not like they're a 14-point underdog. You mention all the injuries the Ravens are dealing with. Uh, I think at the end of the day, though, it comes down to what, what quarterback, you know, what quarterback and what head coach. Who has the better head coach right now? Who has the better quarterback? And who's at home? I think you check all those boxes for the Ravens, and that's why I think they'll still, you know, they're, they're going to win this football game. So offensively, we saw both in Houston. You know, Anthony Richardson, you know, running again, running outside, certainly scoring a couple of touchdowns. And we'll get back to this in just a second. Jay Feely joins us from CBS at the bottom of the hour. That's one thing, that running ability from the quarterback position that is so significant within Shane Steichen's offense that will be eliminated, and we'll see how they make up for that with Gardner Minshew, Chris, under center, coming up on Sunday. More on that coming up with Jay Feely, bottom of the hour, but on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Highline. Friend of the show, he's the voice of the Hoosiers. Don Fisher is with us. Are you on the road, Don? Just got on the highway, yes. Okay, where are we going tonight? Watch Edgewood play? <laughs> Well, I wish that were the case. Unfortunately, it's an Indian Creek, which would make it a much shorter trip. But uh, I'm emceeing uh, the Hall of Fame bank with Don and I used tonight. So. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, you're right. You're missing a short one tonight. Indian Creek. Trafalgar's going to be hopping with the Stangs in there against the Creek tonight. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, work intercedes sometimes, and that's not a good thing, but Sometimes it's a good thing, too, because the Hall of Fame banquet's always fun. Yeah, it's uh, voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher. If you don't mind, I do want to double back. Almost a week ago, Saturday at noon, it was IU and Louisville at Lucas Oil Stadium. I want to start right here. What, what did you think about that environment for college football in that particular matchup last Saturday? Well, I thought it could have been a lot better. I mean, it was a loud crowd, but unfortunately, there I don't know how many were there, but I wouldn't think that they had 30,000 there. And uh, it, it was a little disappointing in that regard, but they were loud, and it was a fun atmosphere in the sense that two good college football teams were battling one another. And I think the biggest takeaway from it was Indiana's poor performance in the first half and the complete turnaround of the second. It was really fun to watch Indiana be resilient and bounce back in that ball game. Yeah, Fish, I, I was going to ask you about the re resiliency. I, I guess you're frustrated when you see how that first half went down and we're not in this for moral victories, but you see the way they fought back and were, you know, were within inches of tying that thing up and perhaps getting the win. Uh, how do you build on that? You know, we talked about the confidence uh, with Taven getting getting named the full-time starter and the way the way he led things. Uh, how do you take that and say, okay, came up short there, but this maybe some bright things ahead. Well, I, I think that's the takeaway from the game, Chris. I, I, I do think that Indiana showed that they're capable. Unfortunately, they didn't get it done at the end. Uh, you know, I, I still think the play call was not a great one. But, uh, you know, you, you, and I, I, was, I, I got the inside scoop on why it didn't work and all that kind of thing. But at the same time, I think that there could have been a better play call. But that, that being said, the one thing that it does impress me about this team is they, they, they have some talent on them. They, they're a better football team than we saw a year ago. Uh, Taven Jackson is right now a guy that, that looks like he can really fill the, the quarterback position role effectively. Uh, there's no question he's got talent. 
He is young. Uh, he's still learning. Uh, but that's a, always a process when you've got a young guy in there. But you love the arm strength. You love his uh, the way he looks like. He can see what's going on defensively before he throws the football. Uh, he's got all the tools to be a really great quarterback at some point in time. And uh, he certainly looked the part in that ball game Saturday. I thought he played decently in the first half. He had a few high throws, which is going to happen sometimes because of pressure or whatever the case may be. But honestly, I was really impressed with his performance. The receiving core is ex- exactly what we expected. It's really talented. Donovan McCulley has taken a step up in his abilities uh, at the wide receiver spot. We didn't see a lot of Omar Cooper last week, but we're probably going to see a lot more of him this week. He is still a guy very much in the developmental stage, just like any other redshirt freshman might be. Um, obviously, Camp Camper is special. And uh, they just have a a bevy of other receivers, too, that if somebody does go down, like E.J. Williams was out last week, I don't know if he'll play this week or not. We don't know that situation right now. But but there are guys that can take his place. The Keith Carter's another one. So I I still think that the running backs and the the offensive line play has got to improve, especially the line play. I do think they've got good enough backs to be a, a talented backfield. But the offensive line, even though they did a tremendous job last week of keeping the quarterback clean and have basically done that in each of the three games played up to this point, they still open, haven't opened up a lot of big holes for the offensive running game to take play, to uh, really catch fire and show us something. And I do think they've got the backs capable of doing that. It's just a, right now it's a situation where the offensive line has to do a better job of run blocking. Fish, as nosy as John and I are, you really think you can slide the comment in, I got the inside scoop, I know about the play call and why it didn't work, and you think we're not going to ask you, what's the inside scoop, Fish? I have no problem with you asking the question, and I have no problem in saying I can't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I I knew that was coming, but I had to ask at least. (laughs) I'm kind of like Tom Allen now. I can evade the question. (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, hey, Don, we both agree with you on that play call. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It just would be kind of interesting to hear the story because not only was that blown up, it was completely blown up. It was like you almost went over and told them what was coming at them. And yeah. I, I, I guess that's the fact that that play was so discombobulated looking um, and failed so miserably. That's the reason why everybody points the finger to that one play when you did in the second half see a lot of really good things out of that Hoosier football team offensively. Yeah, and, and I and go to go to the defensive side of the football, the first half, giving up big plays, uh, not being able to get the Louisville stopped either on the ground or through the air. That was frustrating as heck because the defense of the first couple of ball games was special. Last week in the first half, they were not. I mean, they looked like they had some real problems with what they were seeing out there. And then in the second half, essentially shut Louisville down. I mean, they had 300 yards, I think, in the first half. In the second half, they held them to 100. So what a turnaround that was for that group. And I still think that right now they are the strength of this football team if they play up to their capabilities. 
but we're seeing a, re, a rejuvenation of the offensive side of the football with David Jackson in the quarterback position. He's been terrific in the last two ball games in the sense of not making a lot of mistakes. And so you just got to feel good about what we've seen. And you certain, should, certainly should see that tomorrow night when they play Akron because uh, Akron's a bit American conference team that's you know, they, they have had some really tough goes here in the last several years. I think preceding Joe Moorhead becoming the head coach last year, I think they've won two ball games in the previous two seasons. So they're a, they're a team that has a lot of transfer portal guys. They're going to give Indiana a bit of a battle because they are a mid-American conference team, and everybody kind of overlooks those teams, and they, they come up and surprise you sometime. And I just hope that doesn't happen to Indiana tomorrow because Akron's not a dud ball club. They had Kentucky within uh, three points. It was, I think, uh, 10 to 3. Uh, at the end of the third quarter, or 14 to three at the end of the third quarter, and they just let it get away from them in the fourth and final period. But they looked like the stronger football team that I anticipated, and I did watch a good portion of that ball game. Yeah, Fish. When you think about it, a 17-point favorite. You're coming off that, you know, emotional game against Louisville. You're you're back into Big Ten play next week. Well, that, that's a challenge for Tom Allen because you look on the schedule, fans, and sometimes maybe players go, "Oh, it's it's just Akron. We can show up." But that that's a big ball game for them. They're coming in to a Big Ten stadium. They've got transfer portal guys. You got Moorhead, who's got head coaching experience in the SEC and was a coordinator, you know, at Penn State and Oregon. So he he knows what he's doing. It's just just a question of will they will they have to punch IU in the mouth to get their attention, or will the the Hoosiers come out and be ready from the opening kick? Yeah, I think that's I think that is the big key in the ball game. Be ready to play tomorrow like it's against Louisville or against Ohio State. If you if you go into it with that mindset, then you're not going to be surprised. You're not going to have a problem in bouncing back if you get behind. And I don't I, I hope Indiana doesn't get behind, but nevertheless. If you do, if something would happen, that they would score early, uh, you'd, you'd hope that, the, that Indiana would bounce back in a hurry and, and definitely make a non-game out of it from the standpoint of, of points. Because Indiana, as everybody knows, uh, when he's expected to win, sometimes they don't play up to their capability. And I don't know why that is, but it happens. Uh, and, and it happens more to Indiana than it does a lot of teams over the years. And, when you're expected to win or when you're expected to pull off a great performance, uh, sometimes Indiana doesn't get it done, and I hope that doesn't happen tomorrow. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, and let's make it known, I believe when we hear a shrill beep, is that your radar detector? Of course. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love it. I, love it. I kind of want to know. I'm trying to guess. I'm kind of trying to guess where you are on I-69 to where your radar detector goes off. So I'm, uh, well, I'm, I'm, where you, I'm right there. You know where that vintage car place is on, on the 69 now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just passed. Yeah. All I right, then. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, so was there was there a policeman that was staked out watching you go by when your radar detector went off? <laughs> no, no, nobody was sitting there that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a new ball game with I sixty nine, Don, as you well know, right there. As far as uh, that is concerned, so. Yeah, you guys, you guys not, are going to no. get me in trouble. You, you, you're going to get me in trouble. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, well, wow. we won't get you in trouble. I, I will move on to this. 
My my impression with Jalen Lucas is pretty large right now offensively. I, I want to get yours because there is so much put on his shoulders offensively and expectations through the first portion of this season. How has he been to you, Don? I think he's lived up to everything we expect out of the young man. Um, they have given him more opportunities in the passing game uh, than we saw last year at any time. Uh, he is running the ball very effectively when they don't run him inside the tackles, which I think that's always a mistake with a guy that's 5'9 and 170 pounds. you got to get him in the open field, give him opportunities uh, to do something in faking guys out. And with his speed, obviously – he, he's an All-American. I don't think there's any question about it. He's got the same kind of demeanor, uh, toughness that you'd like to see in a running back, and yet he's got good hands. He's a great return guy. He does so much for you. And offensively right now, in all-purpose yards, he's one of the leaders in the country at this juncture because of his skills in all those areas. Well, Fish, I, I know you're used to talking to a lot of people when you don't have to see them. You're just on the radio. Uh now you'll be face-to-face with some folks tonight for the Hall of Fame. Do you have your opening remarks prepared? Are you going to go knock them dead? And what can you tell us about the class going in? Well, it's a pretty impressive class. No question about that. Drake Drew, and of course, one of the great track and field stars at Indiana, uh, is going in tonight. Uh, there's no question that one of the people that you would have thought would already be in the Hall of Fame at Indiana, George McGinnis, is being inducted. Uh, and one of my closest friends uh, in, 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 at Indiana University is Dr. Larry Rake, who's the basketball yeah. head, uh, physician and a guy that's been all over the world with the U.S. Olympic teams and one of the great doctors in this country. And uh, he is going in the Hall of Fame tonight as well. Uh, so it's, it's a special night from that perspective alone. It is amazing when you think about how many, not just we, everybody thinks about hoops players, but there's been so many great athletes and people that have been a part of that university and athletic program. And it, it's, it's nice to see them when sometimes you, you think maybe long overdue when you, when you see folks getting the call. Yeah, you're right. And, and there's nobody that deserves being in more than Larry Rink. The guy has been the team position for basketball for 40 years now. He and Brad Bamba, Brad Bamba was the position before him and, and as everybody knows brad is going to be at the program tonight he has had a tough bout with his physical issues over the years so many surgeries he was a great football player at iu and he's in the in the in indiana's hall of fame as well he's going to be on hand it's so great that he'll be there tonight for for dr rick and like i said Getting George McGinnis in there is special. Yeah. Uh, I guess they have rules. They have rules at one time that you had to be either a graduate or a guy that was there for the full year, four years, or whatever the case may be. They relaxed that rule some time back. And now George McGinnis, who certainly deserves to be in Indiana's Hall of Fame, having one of the great seasons of all time in Big Ten Conference history uh, with his performances back in the days, back in 1971, in that era. So there's no doubt. And he only got to play one year because at the time that he came to college, uh, freshmen were not allowed to play. So he had to sit out a year and play freshman basketball. Think about if he'd have been there for two seasons, he might have led him to a national championship. That's what's funny when you think about some of the greats, uh, Pete Maravich, uh, Walton, Lou Alcindor, didn't get to play as freshmen. You, you imagine what the record books would look like then. But my key question right now, Fish, will you, will you get the steak or the chicken? 
<laughs> I have no idea what the I don't know what beef they're going to serve tonight, but I always like beef. And if, as long as it's beef and chicken, I have no problem. I like fish sometimes when you get them at a banquet. <laughs> Todd Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, with us. Hey, before I let you go, I, I did want to mention one more thing about George McGinnis. I mean, obviously, I, I caught him on the tail end of his career, but man, there should be so much more that is so well known to so, the younger generation that they don't know about George McGinnis and how dominant how forceful he was as a player. You know, and the term man-child, you know, it's been brought up before. It was LeBron James in high school. And so that was George McGinnis. That from, especially when he was at Washington High School, from what people tell me that actually saw games, that's exactly how they describe him to me. And I, I wish that there was a, a greater appreciation for the younger generation that just simply doesn't know uh, just about how dominant of a player and those moments that he had really on every basketball level. Yeah, and then think about this. He was a tremendous football player, too, and he had the body that was even more suited for football than it was for basketball, at least from a physical standpoint. I mean, he would have been an incredible tight end uh, in college football, and maybe he was fast enough, I think. He probably could have been a wide receiver, but at 6'8", that's probably not going to happen, but he would have been a phenomenal football player. In fact, Gil Brandt of the Dallas Cowboys at that time came to see him to find out if he would have any interest in playing NFL football. Man, and Gil Brandt, obviously one of the greatest to ever do it in the NFL in evaluating talent, uh, recently has has passed away. I I just remember this because this is one of the posters I had on my wall. Uh, they had those Sports Illustrated posters back in the day, and the one with George McGinnis, it said Big Mac on it. It said Big Mac on the top, on my wall back then. He, w- he was, and, and those, those 70s teams, I think in particular, you might correct me if I'm wrong, I think 77 when they played Portland and lost in the NBA Finals, he was in there. He had, uh, uh, you know, some fantastic games in that series against Bill Walton and the Blazers back in 77. Just great memories of a fantastic basketball player and all-around great athlete. You know what was the most fun thing I ever saw him do? I saw him do it multiple times at IU. I didn't see a lot of it, but he played the NBA. But he had a one-handed jump shot from about 20 feet that was unbelievable. And he hit it almost every time he shot it. telling you i i wish there's more video out there because he was a bad dude don (laughs) he was a bad dude and enjoyable to watch hey uh give him our best have a great time down at iu both tonight and then tomorrow night for that game versus akron safe travels and we'll do it again next friday don thank you thanks for having me on guys appreciate it see you fish voice of the hoosiers don fisher george mcginnis was such a badass dude on every level. You think about how much talent has come through this state at the high school and collegiate level in hoops. It's amazing. Big Mac. You remember that poster? Yeah, yeah. Big Mac. <laughs> God, that was awesome. Love to have Big Mac on the top of it right there. I had Dr. J, Big Mac. You had Bird. You had... What would you your know. poster say? Jackass John? Yeah, Jackass. <laughs> what Did you have any of the NBA guys' posters on your wall? No, like that? was all football guys. Oh, did you? I had, I had, uh, I had, I had Spud Webb on my yeah. wall. I had I, George Gervin, the Iceman, with the poster sitting on the blocks of ice. Had that on the wall. I had Archie Manning and Walter Payton. 
I had Walter Payton, too, because I was a big Bears Two fan. Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi guys. Hey, Jay Feely's going to be a part of the CBS broadcast on Sunday. That is, of course, the Colts and the Ravens. We'll get Jay Feely's feel for that matchup coming up here on the other side. Bud Light Blue Friday, downtown Kilroy's. Got your chance to win Rams, Colts tickets, Sandler tickets to give away, too, before the top of the hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. We have the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, of course. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Right. One, two, five. Three, sir. Three. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. It is a Bud Light Blue Friday downtown. Kilroy's. Hagen, take this away. Greta Van Vliet's live tonight at the Circle City. Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet, a good shooting guard. And do you think this guy sounds like Robert Plant? I, I thought he kind of sounded like Faith Hill for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not in here getting some tater tots. What's three, the guy's name? Three that brothers. Like Faith, they're, they're, that not sound like Faith Hill for a minute? There's uh, twin brothers. Three brothers make up the band. <laughs> they're really good. They do get compared to Led Zeppelin. Do they really? Do you it, think he sounds like Robert Plant? In other songs, he sounds more like him. That's well, a, going, that's Greta, a, they, Greta Van Fleet there right go. there. That song's going. a banger right there. That's a good one. Highway tune. Check See, it out. I mean, so, she can get away with wearing a concert tee to the concert right. itself, right? The cool thing is, I almost did it, but I wore that shirt last week when we go to the concert tonight. Yeah. I was going to wear different bands so you can show how cool you are. I was going to wear my Cure t-shirt that I got. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I wore it last week. I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, Hagen, Hagen and I, along with Bob Kravitz, are going to the Brown County Music Center tonight to see Psychedelic Furs and Squeeze. So that's going to be awesome. At first, I thought, man, we, we sound really cool going to that concert. Then I was like, yeah, we're not. we might sound really old. We sound there. incredibly old. If it's Nolan. a concert yes. that me, you, and Bob Kravitz <laughs> want to go to, you know it's not from this uh, century. Sports of the show and Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live brought to you by Wynn Schuler's Spreadable Cheeses, a favorite in Indianapolis, a favorite Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live with original cheddar, sharp cheddar, bacon cheddar, and pepper jack. It's Wynn Schuler's Spreadable Cheeses, a proud sponsor of the ride with JMV and a favorite. Favorite here in Indianapolis on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Going to be a part of the broadcast. May want to take his rain outfit coming up on Sunday in Baltimore. The Colts and the Ravens and Jay Feely from CBS joins us. Hey, Jay, welcome to the show here in Indy. How are you? Appreciate it. I'll, I'll be up in the booth, so I don't have to worry about the rain. It'll be nice. I'll be looking down on the rain. <laughs> hey, um, I, want, I want to see, would you rather go see Psychedelic Furs or Squeeze with us or Greta Van Fleet? If you're going to see a concert tonight, which would be your choice? I think, you know, I'm going to go with Metallica. They were in AZ last weekend. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is like uh, as, as football players, m- music means a lot to athletes. I think we've seen that over the years. Now you see them warming up on the field with like everybody's in their own little world with their headphones. So not surprising. A- athletes are big music fans as well. Don't you find that to be true? Yeah, but I'm getting old, too, because I don't know anything. My son, you know, as he's getting ready for his games at Colorado, I don't know what son they're playing with. I, I, you know, I don't know any of those <laughs> uh, Before we talk uh, NFL, what can you believe the wildness that's going on out there in Boulder? No, it's crazy. I mean, Dion and I did games together about six years ago, 
on Thursday Night Football. It's where we got to know each other. And it was kind of how my son ended up there when, you know, when he decided to transfer from ASU. And, you know, I, I was very excited for him to play for Dion because I knew him as a man, as a person, and I knew, like, what he would bring to that university. But I had no idea, like, what would actually happen. You know, the, the chaos, the craziness, the, you know, the, the spotlight that's been on there, it's just been unbelievable. And, you know, if they can find a way to get a win, which would be tough against a good Oregon team on the road without Travis Hunter, but if they can find a way to get a win, I'm going next week to USC at Colorado. It would just be absurd. <laughs> Yeah, they'd, yeah. Be a, they'd be in the top ten, no doubt about it. Yeah, that'd be a big win. You know, and, and you know, I, I don't think a lot of people knew, like, how good some of those players were. Like, I watched Shadour a lot during the spring football and, and fall. I went out to a bunch of practices, and, and I, was, I kept telling people, like, oh, no, he, he, he's legit. Like, he can spin it. He, he plays with anticipation. He's got really good accuracy. He's a really good quarterback. And I think you've seen that in the first three weeks. Jay Feely's got the CBS broadcast coming up on Sunday in Baltimore with the Colts and the Ravens. All right, Jay, honestly, when you look at the injury list, there are a myriad of players out, and obviously most noted for the Colts, Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly, quarterback and center. But when you really look at it closely and look at all the players that Baltimore is going to be missing, I mean, who, who has it, you think, worse going in in terms of missing players on that injury list going into week three in Baltimore Sunday? Well, I think the Ravens might be missing seven starters. So I, I think you'd have to go with the Ravens, you know, when it comes to injuries, not having a guy like Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Williams, and then, you know, a couple of the offensive linemen with Linderbaum and Staley and Odell as well. And, you know, Justice Hill, maybe not being able to play. And, and then they, and then they, you know, they lose their, their lead back as well. So, there's certainly, but when you don't have your quarterback, I mean, it's such a quarterback-driven league that it really comes down to that's the biggest, you know, guy out there. And, and Gardner played really well last week. I, you know, I, I've seen him play a lot, and he's a guy who certainly knows his offense really well, can function well within his offense, has stepped in and, you know, had three straight drives where he led three straight scoring drives. And so you feel really comfortable about him stepping in the back. I, personally, I was super disappointed just because, I haven't seen Anthony Richardson play in person. I was very impressed the first two weeks watching him play, and, and I wanted to see him play. And I was really looking forward to seeing him going up against Lamar and just you know this new-age quarterback. And so I was a bit disappointed that he wasn't going to be able to play. As, as special teams, you know this better than anybody, but also in like the regular down situation, do you think fans understand how, how much weather can affect a game and just the proper execution in all phases of a football game? Yeah, and this week, I mean, it could, be, it could be instrumental in this game because, you know, you talk about 30, 40, 50-mile-an-hour winds and rain, you know, and, and, and we were there in Baltimore today, and, and it, the, the, the weather was fine, you know, and, and you have a whole game plan that you're putting in all week, and that, that whole game plan could go out the window. And, and when you look at Shane Steichen and the Colts and what they want to do, that quick, short passing game where you're trying to get the ball out really quick, what Gardner does really well, um, you know, in a game like that, that, that kind of stuff could be out the window. You couldn't you, – I mean, who knows what it's going to be like on Sunday, but it could be a situation where, you know, throwing the ball is just really difficult, and it could come down to, hey, who, who, whose offensive line and whose defensive line is going to function better. It could be a big old-school smash-mouth football type game. Jay Feely of CBS joins us. So it's been a small two-game sample size here, but I really like what the Ravens did in the offseason, you know, helping out at least skill position player-wise – 
Lamar Jackson in the fashion in which they have to this point. What, what, what's impressed you in these two games the most out of Baltimore? And why would we, I'm certainly placing them at the top of the AFC as of right now. What are the most important or important impressive aspects you have seen from this team? Really both sides of the football all last so far like, this season. I like the culture, number one. Yeah, I think they got really good guys. Probably the best leadership they've had on this team since the Ray Lewis uh, days. You know, and they got guys that, that love football. And they went out and they got Todd Munkin, their offensive coordinator, and they had a ton of success. I mean, it's not an easy decision for Jim Harbaugh to make. Uh, I'm sorry, John Harbaugh to make to go and say, hey, you know, we've had a lot of success on the offensive side of the ball. Lamar won an MVP. We're going to make a change at the offensive coordinator position because we think this is what we need to get to the next level to take us to try and win a Super Bowl. You know, so they bring a guy in who – doesn't necessarily have a system, but is going to build their offense around their players, around their skills, and around their talents, and, and that's who Todd Munkin has been. You know, so he, then he goes about trying to develop, you know, this offense around now four first-round picks at receiver and obviously one of the best tight ends in the game, Mark Andrews. You know, and a guy in Lamar who's so unique. And I saw a number of things last week that, that I really liked. I mean, the, the throw to Zay Flowers down the seam was an awesome throw and a really good read. And, you know, he, he read it out. And, and even some of the misses that he had were, you know, he missed, he missed some of the, the fade routes, but making the right read, understanding where to go with the ball and, and, and seeing some of those plays, you just see a, a much more confident, much more comfortable Lamar Jackson. And that should scare, that should scare defenses. Jay, it's been a storyline for us here locally since back in, in training camp. I'm just wondering from a national perspective, outside looking in at this whole Jonathan Taylor uh, debacle that's been going on with the franchise. Uh, how, how do you see the situation like this? Well, it's disappointing, right? I mean, you got a new head coach who comes in and he wants to get started on the right foot. you got a really exciting young quarterback. It's a young team in general, and you want to have a full complement of players out there and, and to not have a guy like that who I love watching you know, and, and this offense is really predicated on, you know, they, they want to they hit quick shots. They want to continue to, you know, they, I kind of said it like this. They want to mesh it. They want to screen it. They want to slant it. Then they want to bomb it. And, you know, and then they want to also be able to hit you with the running game and, and take advantage of, of that offensive line. And, and to not have one of the best running backs in the NFL, I think it's super disappointing for everybody. And Zach Moss did a great job last week, ran, ran really well. Um, and that was nice to have him back and to see him in there. But to not have a guy who's one of the best backs, one of the best all-around backs in football is disappointing. I think they mismanaged the whole situation. I think it was you know, disappointing the way that it, that it played out. And you know, who knows where it goes from here. So Jay Feely of CBS on the call coming up on Sunday, uh, the Colts and Ravens in Baltimore. You know, Jay, it's interesting. The first two games of the season, really both with Jacksonville and a loss, and then last week, in Houston with a win, the Colts have had a major edge to start the games and throughout the games along their defensive line. And then you consider what Baltimore is going to be missing offensive line-wise, including Stanley coming up on Sunday. How much more is that going to be magnified, that offensive line versus Colts defensive line, in favor of the Colts in Week 3 on Sunday? 
Yeah, you don't have your left tackle, and Ronnie Staley is one of the best, you know, in, in the league. And you don't have a young center in Tyler Lindebaum, who, who's really, really good. And then you have two of your best players on the Colts and Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner that could just wreck a game. And DeForest, or Grover Stewart, is just, he's been disruptive in the run game, just playing excellent football, getting in, into the – into the backfield quickly, and, and DeForest is just awesome. You know, I mean, it's just so much fun to watch him. And you don't usually talk about a nose tackle and a defensive tackle when you start talking defensive football. And But those guys are, have been so good getting in to the backfield and, and causing problems for, you know, the opposing offense. And if you're going to beat this Ravens team, you have, to get, you have to get penetration on the defensive line. You have to stop them, especially in a game where you figure the, the weather is going to have a big impact. Uh, those guys did certain, certainly play a big impact in this game. Uh, Jay, they both have challenges, but what do you think is more difficult, being a first-year, first-time head coach in the NFL or being a, a first-year rookie quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> I, well, I would always go with the, the quarterback. Co- I mean, I, it, right. <laughs> it's so hard playing that position. It's so difficult. It's the most demanding position in all sports. Um, and which is why, you know, it's been really impressive watching Anthony Richardson. He didn't play a ton of Florida. Everybody knows that. And, and yet when you watch him, he played with some poise and played with confidence and he's been decisive and it's just been fun to watch him. You know I mean? I, I just been really impressed with the way that he's played, hasn't played with hesitancy, he's made good decisions, been protecting the ball. You know, it's just been fun to watch. And, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of really good in store. And, and, and when you add in what he can do in the run game and those design runs, and we saw it last week, those two touchdowns against the Texans, just how dynamic he can be and, and the problems that he presents to defenses, there's a lot of things to be excited about for the Colts fans. I like how before I could even finish the question, Jay, you're already laughing because the answer is like, you're like a quarterback. I, I could have asked yeah. the same question. What's more difficult, being a, an astronaut going to the moon or being quarterback in the – I think you would still say quarterback. Yeah, I mean, just look around, though. Look at Justin Fields and how he's struggled. You know, look at, you know, some of the young quarterbacks and how difficult it is to step in and be really successful. And then you look at Anthony Richardson in the first two weeks, and you're like, you know, this guy looks like he belongs out there. And everything he's doing, you really like. And so that's why I said, like, it's just, there's just a lot to be excited about. But, uh, again, Jay Feely's got you covered along with CBS coming up on Sunday with the broadcast. Week three has the Colts and the Ravens in Baltimore at one. And Jay's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. And Jay really digs Metallica as he started out right there. There is nothing, nothing wrong with that, my man. Nothing. Do you like early Metallica or do you go into the 90s with your enjoyment of the Metallica? What do you like better? I'm more, I'm more an early guy. Like I'm all old school. Like I love Guns N' Roses. I, you know, all the, all the old stuff. You know, that was kind yeah. of in my wheelhouse when I was growing up and in high school. And that's certainly my playlist when I'm working out. Jay, we appreciate you. We'll be watching coming up on Sunday. Have a fantastic broadcast, and uh, hopefully, we'll meet up again soon. Thank you very much. My pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Jay Feely of CBS on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline right there. I didn't know or realize or maybe remember his tie-in with Dion, and that's yeah. how his son Jason ended up out there at Boulder. But, yeah, it's everybody keeps waiting for him to fail, and I, I think it will be t- uh, tomorrow. Oregon. I kind of wish it goes to USC because that, that <laughs> oh, would be, yeah. uh, like, epic.
Oh, right? yeah. Like, I'm kind of hoping that. I too. think it's like a three-touchdown spread, though, in this game. We'll see. Yeah. Quick break. We'll come back. The Harris Hoosier Park Race of the Day coming at you. 50-50 betting and dining from Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. I've got Adam Sandler tickets for that show in November at Gainbridge Fieldhouse coming up as well. you got to listen to win for that. Bud Light Blue Friday. We're live at Kilroy's downtown. Got Rams Colts tickets we're giving away right now as well on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, sir. There's been a little problem in the cockpit. The cockpit? What is it? It's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilots sit. That's not important right now. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Welcome back. There you go, Big Glenn's in the house. Billy's over there as well. Greta Van Fleet Fleet tonight. Exactly. We're not going there. We're going to another concert. Oh, yeah. We're going to see Psychedelic Furs and Squeeze, Brown County Music Center. That's Tony Donahue. Fans place, Tony. What do we got working there to win tickets? Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff going on this weekend. Uh, Big contest tomorrow for Notre Dame and Ohio State. We'll have... uh, Colts contest as well. Check out the app. We, uh, you win tokens, you turn them back into local bars such as Kilroy's. You get cash back uh, on your purchases by winning those tokens, by answering questions correctly. So check out the Fans Place app. Um, check us out on Twitter as well. We got Colts tickets giveaway here. Every Bud Light Blue Friday with you, JMV, yep. and our friends at Zinc. We are giving away a pair of tickets by doing Colts trivia. I come up with the questions every Friday. They're getting harder and harder. Yeah. But, um, it's It's been great. It's been a part, great partnership with you, the fan, and uh, Bud Light. So I just like to bring all of my former employers to the table and say, let me spend your money <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right here. And a shout-out to Zinc over there, who are always awesome with us on every uh, – Every Bud Light Blue Friday uh, we've done forever right now. They're always fantastic. And Kilroy's here downtown is a fantastic spot, Tony, especially this weekend. Yeah, I was here a Saturday morning before that IU Louisville debacle for you Hoosier fans out there. And there was a lot of people. We had a great contest for that, a good turnout. Uh, we give away tokens. We're going to have some great stuff. If the Cubs or Reds make the playoffs, I think we'll have some tickets to give away in the app, so make sure you download it. Uh, but I'm excited about this Colts game. I think it's going to be a, a grinded-out type of who can run the football better, especially if it's going to be raining like it's supposed to on Sunday. Yeah, you mentioned, by the way, that the, the, the Cubs won today, by the way, too. 6-0. Rockies. So, yeah, your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day, by the way, everybody. Winners follows. Chad Bach was the winner. Winning horse was Rocket Machine. That paid fifteen sixty on a $2 bet. The $2 exacta was $65. The 50-cent trifecta, sixty-one ninety-five. Your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Uh, 50-50 betting and dining and racing. At Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson through December. And also number nine at 239-1070 right now. Adam Sandler's coming to Gambridge Fieldhouse. That is in November. I've got a pair of tickets for you. Number nine at 239-1070. You can go see Adam Sandler. I get a big announcement to make next week, too, regarding something you can win. But I gotta wait until next tell week. Tell me right now. I'd like gotta to wait until next week to tell you that. But it is a big one as well. One more time, Tony. How can people get a hold of you? Yeah, check out the fans place on Twitter. Download our app. Uh, support local businesses. That's what we do. We put the money back into the economy. Uh, here's places like Kilroy's every weekend. Whether you're in Broad Ripple or downtown, check us out. The fans place. Uh, get in the predicted contest. Have some fun. Sunday morning, 11:30 a.m. CBS Four. The Blue Zone, Colts and Ravens at one o'clock on CBS Four. JMV takeover tomorrow night, six until midnight on B105.7. All requests Saturday night party is going to be a blast. Cam, thank you very much. Going to thank everybody here for coming out. Great to see you all on a Bud Light Blue Friday here at Kilroy's downtown. It is a great place. 
And we'll see what happens coming up on Sunday as well. Big college football weekend tomorrow. 3 o'clock on Monday, a full recap for you. Yeah. Coming up next, Colts Happy Hour continues moving forward to this week three matchup in Baltimore. That's next. James, great job from you as well. Thanks for listening. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.